Hello, welcome to another MCU crew. We're back. We've got a movie to talk about. We've got a little bit of news to talk about. And Jesse's dancing. Jesse, why are we dancing? What's going on? You're both looking so good and well rested. I missed y'all. I missed y'all for sure. I didn't. I didn't miss Jesse. I missed Bronze. Uh, me and Jesse were on air for six hours on Friday. So and I know. I don't. And then Jesse <laughs> took some drugs and things got real wild. If you know what I'm saying. It, well, it felt good. Yeah. What did y'all do? <laughs> Final Fantasy, baby. Final Fantasy, man. That shit's <laughs> wicked, man. You got to get into it. It's crazy. All I'm saying is, if you want to know what Friday led to, uh-huh. this is the result, JP. Are you ready for this? I'm okay, let's hear it. Here we go. Part one. Wait, what? What is that? Dragon okay. Ball T-shirt. What? What the hell is that? <laughs> is that Scooby on there? Is that Matthew Lillard? Yes. And Violator from Spawn. Yeah. I don't know what it means. Mm. I don't know what it's Katy Perry. I don't know what it means. That's where I'm at mentally. That's where you t- that's that's where six hours of Final Fantasy chat took me mentally. Now I own this shirt. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I want you to know. I want you to know that's where it's at. Okay. Friday nights are wild here on uh yep. On the stream, yeah. Bronze, how you been? What you been up to? The usual. Yeah? You know, playing games, doing things. Um, It's been good. That's good. Definitely not, like, behind on two writing deadlines. I'm super stressed, you know? I got to say, because I'm behind on two writing deadlines, I did really enjoy sitting and watching The Eternals because it was, like, the first evening I allowed myself to take off, you know? Sure, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is actually like sitting down in the movie theater. You know how like when you sit down after a long day of work, like all of the fatigue hits you at once? Yeah. That was like a that week. Was... It was like a yeah. week of work. And I sat down in the movie theater. I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> that was me, except with P. Uh, they got to that Amazon or wherever they were going in the movie, halfway through the movie. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. And, uh, I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I, I got did up. the same thing. I'm going to let you know. I was, that was a solid stream for, I'm going to say five minutes. <laughs> I was, uh, I was just like, <laughs> I got a movie to watch and it was not stopping. I, I like, made the oh mistake. We made, we went to dinner before we went and saw the movie and I ordered a burrito right before that had shrimp. Why? Pinto beans, rice, chicken, and queso. It was delicious. So you were looking for a bowel movement. <laughs> it is was what delicious. I'm Halfway through that movie, I was just like, this you is a yourself. nightmare. This was the worst decision <laughs> I've ever made. <laughs> you should have just no, drank Metamucil. What were you And thinking? so halfway through the movie, they hit the Amazon. I was like, all right, I know this motherfucker's going to get upset. I'm going to the restroom. <laughs> that is... I want to say that is exactly my thought process. Like, it was like story moment, Amazon River or whatever it was, because I don't, I don't know. All I saw was the river and a boat, and I was like, "All right, shit's about to be slow for a while." And I was like, "Bathroom," and like (laughs) got over there, came back. They were still in the same place. I was like, "Lovely." Yeah, no different. I, I, I had, uh, I had bathroom with a tinge of anxiety because I left my mask in the chair, and so I'm just like walking through the movie theater without a mask, thinking like some employees could have seen me. And I'm going to turn into a Karen 
I was like, no, 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 it's in the it's in the movie theater. I can just go grab it real quick. It's like, no, sir, we need you to we need you to leave the premises. Like, god damn it. The oh bathroom at, at the, the movie theater near me, I keep forgetting they play the 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 like audio track yeah. of movies in there. And not just the theme song, but like the actual movie. So as I'm going into the bathroom, I hear like something talking loudly. And so my thought is, oh, my God, there's just a bunch of dudes in the bathroom, and I'm going to have to, like, fight my way through these dudes. It was just the audio track for Star Trek Generations. <laughs> what? And it was just William Shatner, and, yeah, William Shatner and Patrick Stewart talking. And I was like, is that who I thought was in the bathroom? I was like, for some reason, I thought they were in the bathroom hanging out. Weird. And I was like, who are these voices? That's a weird so, one. Yeah. That's so imagine on even, even yeah. funnier me five minute peeing to William Shatner and <laughs> Patrick Stewart having a conversation. Here's the thing. I know that scene they're on. A, they're on like some rocks. He's like, I'm the captain of the enterprise. And he's like, well, I'm the captain of the, we've got to stop that guy from blowing. It's all up here. I can see it as I'm peeing. <laughs> it was lovely. What a lovely night. <clears throat> That's great. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> well, we got a little bit of news and we're going to talk some Eternals uh, and we got to rank the Eternals uh so we'll get to that in due time uh we should also state uh we do a lot of sponsored stuff for midnight suns and that game got delayed to the back half of 2022 so we don't know what that means for us uh or even if we're still sponsored but hey uh we're here to let you guys know that that got delayed to the back half of 2022 so that's all uh all we know that's going on with it we'll let you know when we know more about it uh, getting into the movie news, into the MCU news, it's been uh, somewhat slow two weeks. Um, last night, they released a movie poster for that uh, new Spider-Man movie. That's a thing. I, th- I th- People think we're going to get another trailer tonight. Um, I thought it was going to be this morning. But uh, they... It would be tonight. If, if, if it all flows with the usual things we do here. Yeah, we'll talk about it, and then three hours later it'll release. <clears throat> Probably, yeah. We might uh, every we, time we might try to get together and do another uh, do another trailer watch like we did in the past. That was a lot of fun. Uh, there was the Morbius trailer, which we didn't do a trailer watch for. Did you guys happen to watch that trailer though? It MCU was in front of adjacent. My movie, yeah. Oh, it was really. We didn't have it at mm-hmm. all. We didn't um, have it at all. We we I had the fucking speaking of weird previews. I forgot all about this. You just triggered a response, Jesse. We had three movie previews that were all in Spanish. Completely and utterly in Spanish. Like the Kingsman trailer was all in Spanish. The Kingsman trailer? But so we had uh, It was Encanta. Kingsman Day Original. King, Kingsman. <laughs> oh. So it's not I love that actually, because because there's the King's Kingsman, yeah. which is the, the English version. King what was it? The original, what yeah. was it? Oh my god. Yeah, it, it was all in uh all the original in Spanish. Kingsman. And then we had Love some it. like Pixar movie, maybe it was an Encanto or something, I think. Yeah, Encanto in... is uh, Encanto, whatever it is. The <coughs> we had that, we had Kingsman, we had um Morbius. Yeah, we didn't get Morbius. We didn't see a Morbius ad. Which, by the way, have you seen the trailer? Yeah. Oh, Can yeah. We talk about this thing really quick. Yeah, let's Ross, talk have about you it. Seen yeah. this trailer? What is it MCU? What is going on? Is it's is MCU it? and Jason, I think. I don't know. That's why I, I didn't do a trailer okay. watch of it with you it's guys. It's a very loose thread, right? Because we now know that Venom makes a reference to MCU, right? I feel like we covered that in one end. of our... Yeah. Literally, yeah. he's in it? Question yeah, mark? he's in it. Yeah, But 
Morbius makes a reference to Venom in his trailer. So he also I, literally talks to Michael Keaton. Yes. Yeah. yeah Michael Keaton's so at the I end of that movie. It's canon. The end of that trailer. I, I so think- Michael Keaton, this, I hope this is not a dumb question. Michael Keaton is playing the same character in Morbius, right? Yeah, he's playing he's the vulture. In the he's in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because when the trailer first dropped, like, what, two years ago, three years ago, Morbius has been in the works for a while. I just assumed it was a different character because I was like, well, Keaton, I don't think is in both. Yeah. I think, I think. But now I understand, the... like, okay, so it is the vulture that he's playing. Yes. The reason why. And I'm it's sure crazy. if you go look at all the videos that exist online where it's like, this is the Daily Bugle from this timeline. And this is this from this. T-. It's like multiple timelines. Are, I think this is 100%. It's been redone. They've had so much extra time to change visual effects. Reshoots and, do things. and shit. Yeah. I think it's been redone to fit into a post uh, No Way Home universe. I think so, too. I think they're going to do a post No Way Home universe and, and they're going to stop Spider-Man in the MCU as we know it. I bet. I mean, I, I, I don't know what is about to happen. Yeah. No Way Home is going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to it, be a little weird. Looking at all the, even the poster, literally in the poster is like potentially three villains. At least two, potentially that Sandman in the background with the like. Well, it's going to be the Sinister like, Six, most likely. Sure. And Mobius just, is a part of the Sinister Six. In potentially. Some comics, yeah. There is so much that can happen in this movie. It's like too much. I am both really hype and very concerned this is going to bite off more than they can chew. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about a movie that might have too much in it uh, in just a bit, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not joking when I say I have uh, notes. I took notes in the theater. I have a lot of notes. Nice, nice. <sighs> I, Me too. I have a lot of thoughts. I have, I have a lot. I was of the only person well. in the theater, JP. I was the only. It was 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday, but oh, I was that's the only nice. person. We were the only people I in the theater, the and then people joined. Person in the theater. I uh, had no, these people don't. in the seats to the left of me. And this bitch's phone kept going off throughout the entire film. And like, she would not mute it. She would like ring three times and she would scruffle through her purse for like five minutes to find it and turn it off and had to resist the urge to be like, mute your phone. You're not that popular. We know you're not that popular. It's just telemarketers. Yeah. that's Mute your fucking phone. And then like, um, so that, that was a thing. Then the other thing was she smuggled a bunch of candy into the movie theater. Listen, I'm not going to knock that. That's fine. But it was like was it a Halloween candy. So she kept yeah. like crinkling in her purse to like pull out <sighs> another piece. But because they're fun size, this bitch crinkled throughout the entire film. She just would not you, stop crinkling. Were you sitting crinkle, next to my crinkle, mother? Crinkle. That definitely sounds like my mom's move of just like what <laughs> bags of candy. My mom is that person. who's <sighs> like, that. you don't need to buy candy. I brought some I'm like, OK, cool. Thanks, mom. She's like, do you want some? And I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to take it. It's weird that you brought it, but I'm going to take it. I mean, I I get it. Sometimes you can't afford the movie theater candy. You got to smuggle in your own. But why not just go to the gas station and get full sizes? Yeah. You know? Don't go fun. Go full. Yeah, because otherwise it's too much crinkling. Don't look at me. I'm not doing it. I agree. 
I agree. I just I, I just bought a drink because everything <clears throat> else is too expensive. Well, I went and got a burrito, guys, and it uh, lasted me through the whole movie. I was great. I was satiated, and uh, I felt I like just, I was going to die. So The only thing you need to buy at the movies is the 27-gallon thing of soda, and you drink two sips the entire movie, and then it just sits there. And then, yeah. That's my MO. That's, That's what true. I do. I'm you guys like, don't yeah, buy popcorn? Large... Uh, Aaron usually always gets a popcorn. I'll have like okay. one or two. Me and Aaron are on the same wavelength. I can have dinner and still eat popcorn during a movie. I don't know what it is about popcorn. It's, like, it's I, part I can, of the movie I can experience. I get it. And still eat it. Yeah. Like, popcorn's great. I just, you know, 11 o'clock at night, I was like, I'm not going to be digging through my teeth later with stupid popcorn. I got to go to bed after this and wake up for a damn podcast. You stupid guy. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Jesse, you curmudgeon. Oh, yeah, I am. Let's not pretend. You curmudgeon. I, I, <laughs> was, I, I will say, theater alone seemed awesome until I realized there's at least three jump scares in this damn movie. Not excited about that. That there's in in Eternals there are three jump scares. There's 100%. one in the jungle, I guess. One at the very beginning. When the oh, dad when they're is on like, the beach. Oh hey, yes, yeah. that should I. You know me and water. I jumped. I was like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't. Thank God, no one was in there with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the, all three of them. Anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. News. Let's focus on news. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 production has started. Now that they've got uh, Adam Warlock cast, I assume they're going to move on with that. Uh, okay, wait. I'm sorry. I know we've moved on. But, but one we're going to circle mods, back. Here we go. Here we go. One of your mods talking about smuggling entire buckets of fried chicken into the movie theater. Don't read Yo. Reggie's comments. That's rule number one of the channel. Bring that hard stuck there where i was like where do you put them reggie you don't read reggie's comments oh, in the channel i love it. can i just <laughs> tell you i love that reggie you and i need to go to a movie together you bring the chicken i'll bring me that sounds awesome <laughs> you bring the chicken <laughs> you bring the chicken i'll bring me it's a fair trade i've heard it's of people doing that trade. <clears throat> Yeah, I've heard yeah. of people doing that. Not not the doesn't shock I mean, me. I I would imagine that is on the same wavelength of getting on a plane and someone brings their like tuna casserole and you're like, what are you doing? I would imagine it's like that, but <laughs> yeah. I'm still gonna eat that chicken. Bring that shit, I will eat it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh what else do we have? There's been a lot of conversation on uh Shuri and uh Letitia Wright. She got uh injured injured on set yeah on set yeah and so production is temporarily shut down um there's also been a lot of rumors that she's actually going to be playing she is black panther in the new movie uh, but only for that movie and then the reins are handed over to someone else at the end um which they i guess are is a new character so i'm not necessarily sure what's going on with all that but i, I guess we'll see i wonder if they're doing that because much like Gina Carano, Letitia Wright won't stop tweeting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's. Uh, I think they're probably PR. like, let's finish out the story and get someone that's not a ticking time bomb. Yeah. No, she's... Hi, hi. My name is Jesse Cox, and I just want to really quickly just talk to everyone on the internet really quick. You don't have to tweet everything in your life. 
<laughs> you do every if you're an anti-vaxxer, you though. You don't have to say every <clears throat> single thing you think. No, no, no. If you're an anti-vaxxer, you have to. No, you just, you don't. You you can still be cuckoo's bananas and not tweet about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's how fine. are people going to know that you don't uh, agree with vaxing? I don't know. Just tell your friends. You don't have to tweet about it. You can still keep your damn job and not be like yelled at. All I'm saying is you don't have to say everything on the internet. It's fine. <laughs> not every thought you have is worthy of a tweet. Yeah. It's okay. Let it go. <clears throat> the other thing, go. by the way, talking about Black Panther uh, 2 is one of the rumors that was uh, went along with Letitia Wright being Black Panther for only that movie was that they're fighting Atlantis and they're fighting Namor. Uh, and that's the villain of the, the film, uh, supposedly. So I, I guess we'll I, see. Hey, I think Namor is a great villain. I think the story would be super fun. I think adding Atlantis is great. How does that factor into everything else the MCU is doing? No. Clue. Well, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that because I have a lot of like, what the fuck is the MCU doing? Uh, <laughs> what else was there? We'll talk about uh, that a little bit later. We already talked about Letitia Wright. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. There's not too much big news. Uh, ne not necessarily MCU news, but have either of you played that Guardians of the Galaxy game? No, oh, it's I've on not my list, yet. though. You guys need to play that Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's Is it good? It's like game of the year potential. Like the, Really? The characters are better than the movie Guardians. In fact, they're the superior guardians in my eyes. They're, okay. They're well, like this tips me over. The week it came out, I was very much in an inscription hole. So, which Jesse knows, inscriptions amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. now I think I'll give it a try. Streamer mode uh, kind of hey. sucks. It takes all the '80s stuff out of it, but yeah. Um, this seems like a uh oh. This page you're looking for has been removed. What'd you do? So this could be, this could be a BS. This could be a lie, or it could be a thing to come. This is from Twitter, and uh, the source again. This is could be BS, but uh, I just sent you the link. Oh, JP, I'm wow. here. I'm talking. I, yeah, stop, I was like, calling, I was like, hoping the, you saw are you the link. Talk about it. Like, where, where, where'd you send this to me at? In the. Oh no, I I sent it. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. All right. Let me let me take a look here. So this was from at Doctor Strange update. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a puzzle that was released, but if you go to the website they link it to, there's nothing on the website anymore. It says it was taken down. Nice. So it's either here's the thing because it's a comic book pay like a still it could just be someone mocked this up or it could be real but either way i think we all expected shuma to be in multiverse of madness right so like it could be real That's, oh okay here here's the thing that costume is his comic book costume yeah so there's agreed, agreed. there's no way that that's his that has anything to do with the mcu because they've never done that, ever. He could change up his costume, though. He could also could be another multiverse. Oh, yeah. It could be promotional. promotional. Like, it's just for the, you know, hey, it's the comic book version of what's going to happen in the movie. I don't know. There's a lot of possibility, but also could, like I said, be BS. Yeah. A lot of times when they make merch, 
that's tied to the MCU, they change the art to match the costumes from the film. Like we see this with like Black Panther or Wolverine, but then they still have the classic Marvel costumes as well, which is why you can get the blue and yellow Wolverine. Well, okay, well that's like X Men, but you know what I mean. Like the example still applies. Um, They usually like do like the the Iron Man that's in the comics, and then they do the MCU Iron Man, and there's two different merch lines for everything. so they have the, like even the classic Iron Man merch lines. So I I feel like I f- I feel like this is like somebody photoshopped it. But the biggest tip off is the A in the bottom right. I mean, Doctor look, Strange is I, not an I, Avenger. Oh so right, there's yeah. like that's like the biggest tip off to me. Where I'm like, he could be in Phase no. Four though. He he could be, but as of right now, he's not an Avenger. So I feel like that's but he was definitely... in two Avengers movies. Oh, that's true. Is he an honorary Avenger because he's yeah, in Endgame and uh, Infinity War? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm more obsessed yeah. with the fact that there's pixelation on everything that looks like it. The thousand pieces, the strange. It could just be a crappy graphics of like you know. It could just be a really low res image. Yeah. But around everything that's text, there's like a weird pixelation that it's like, yeah. I copied yeah. this and put it in there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, now I'm stuck on this, like, is Doctor Strange an Avenger? I'm stuck on what does Shuma's voice sound like? If we get a Shuma, <clears throat> how does Shuma sound? It'll sound like a Sub-titles. celestial. Yeah, he's he's going to have this, like, heavily distorted, like, horrifying voice, and then there's just going to be subtitles. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be like, what celebrity plays Shuma? Pat Oswald. Josh Brolin's back. Pat Oswald already has a character. <laughs> I know, now. I know, I know. But just give it all, just give Chris it all to. Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt. That's obvious. It's obviously Chris Pratt. Yeah. He's so cool, right? So, like, if obviously. He, if he was still alive, I feel like Rector Hauer would be a great Shuma Gorat. I agree. 100%. Yeah. I, Rest in peace. I'm very curious what the look of that, based on the way they did, um, no, uh, what was I about to say? Nas Dormu. That is know. some wow shit. Yeah. Uh, Dormammu. That's a dragon in uh, World of Warcraft there, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got time issues. Yeah. Um, but the way they did Dormammu, compared to how he looks in the comics, I was like, okay, so like... What is a Shuma going to look like? Are they going to keep it all tentacles and an eye? Or is it going to be like, I'm even weirder. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. All right. Let's Steve talk. Buscemi? Uh, oh, yeah. Steve, Steve that, Buscemi no, should not be the. That's, that's, not, that's like saying, I, I think Gilbert Godfrey should be the voice. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> needs to be in the MCU already, though. Like on, the, <laughs> on, on a stack, for real, for real. He needs to be in there without question. All right, let's talk Eternals. I think my favorite thing about this movie, uh, at least in my uh, my personal movie theater experience, the movie ended, the two post credit scenes ended, and we looked over to our left, about three seats down, and there were two what looked to be college students, 20, maybe 30-year-old men, who had completely fallen asleep in their chairs with popcorn <laughs> on their chest and did not know that that movie had ended and no one woke them up and we left. 
both both of them went both down. of them were oh asleep God. they were passed the fuck out so what had happened jesse is they also had shrimp burritos that's true with queso and that does something to you gastrically that sometimes makes you sleepy <clears throat> that's true queso queso is a sleeping drug that'll get you every yeah. time it you was think you're, you're like oh it wasn't just like it wasn't just normal queso too it was that uh that one of those cheeses you can't pronounce uh, from Mexico. It was like a white cheese. Ooh, ooh, it was so good. Oh, like what is it? Gotija? Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> one of those ones you can't pronounce. Well, you look cheeses. at it and you're like, well, those letters don't work next to each other. So this must be a typo. There's no way that oh, it's that... a bunch of X's. Yeah, yeah there's too many X's. X's and A's and O's. I have and... to say the name. Oh, God, I'm going to do my best. Keith. What? Oh, oh. Okay. I have such a hard time where I'm like E I T and H should never come together, but I feel like Scott is the Scottish people always try to torture me with the Leith and Keith, yeah. and that's so it's yeah. <laughs> so hard for me. I get it. I get it. Anyways, I don't know if I hated this movie. I don't think it's. I'm not that strong. I think I need to go see it again. Uh. I, there's just things in this film where like they would like okay. are we on full we're on full spoilers, spoiler mode now full spoiler mode for eternals going? i eternals starts right now yes eternals thoughts start right now the fact that icarus flew into a sun <laughs> like <laughs> I what the fuck i was I wasn't laughing sure if i was being a hater i wasn't sure if i was being a hater because i laughed out loud in a movie theater full of people when that happened it was so was, stupid. Ah! It was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Um, especially because they cracked that joke earlier in the yes. movie that that was a story that was fabricated by a very naughty Eternal to make fun of Icarus. And then I love how no one tries. It's just so weird where he's like, you know that meme where it's like, guess I'll die. Yeah. Like that's, like, that's literally what he did. He's like, guess I'll die. Well, it was it was yeah. like uh, I I like it. It was the same shit as like Padma felt bad and then she died. <laughs> yeah, like she gave birth the, and then she died. Then she just felt bad, so I guess she's gonna go ahead and die. Uh, yeah, Can like I, it was real silly. That that for me is a great. Two people fell asleep at the end of the movie and Icarus flying into the sun. I, I honestly, I was like, oh, he's going to leave and we'll probably see him in the next movie. That's what I thought. Dude flew into the sun. Right. Can I just say, I wrote down six notes. I'm not going to give you all my notes, but these are the, these are my okay. six that I keep looking back at. And I just want to really quickly shout these six notes out because I feel like it sums up the entire movie experience. Movie number one. Or, or, or note number one. <laughs> note number Eternals. one. Oh, so this is just, we're setting stuff up the movie. That was yes. that was my takeaway from the entire film. They're just setting things up. Correct. It is a lot of like, well, just wait, because in the future it's going to be really cool. And that is one of the biggest mistakes a movie can make. It reminds me of Aragorn. What's the name of the movie that was like? It's like Aragorn, but it has an E. You know what I mean? It's an old movie from like a book or something. And the entire movie was a setup for the future movies, and they never came to be because the oh, first Aragorn. one sucked. Aragon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Mm. Well, the first movie was like, this is a setup for future movies and that are never going to get made. Because this movie is all about setup and it's not a plot. 
Yeah. And so that was that was a problem that I had from the entire time. Just like they're hyping up stuff for the future, but like nothing in this movie is exciting. Um, the next note: multiple DC Comics references. There's a That's lot. All I wrote down: <clears throat> Superman, Clark Kent, DC. Even yeah, there's a lot. Batman. Yeah, and I Batman. was just like, has this ever been done in another Marvel movie? Yeah. Where they start dropping DC Comics characters' names? I was like, what is happening? Um, I wrote down, this is my note number three. How do tentacles work? Salma Hayek gets soul-sucked immediately, dies. Gilgamesh gets soul-sucked, but gets like a few lines to utter. Then Thana is bound and soul-sucked. Still fine. Yeah, no problem. I was like, she I don't know what the rules of the, the soul sucking are. Yeah, yeah, well, that that whole character was pointless, but we'll get to that in just a sec. Not Thena, but the uh, the deviant. I and then number four, the deviant and Kit Harrington served zero purpose. Yes, that was my number four note. One hundred percent. They uh, yes. Why include them? That Why include them? Is real real weird. Doesn't make it. Um, number five is all I wrote was set up to blade. Yeah, <laughs> that was my, that was my, I was like, couldn't believe that's where all this went. Yeah, was the setup to Blade. I was like, what Blade? Um, and then my number six, and I'd love to know what you think about uh this, you guys, because it was the one thing that really pissed me off. Okay, there's a lot in this movie. I wrote down like things that I loved in this movie, but the one thing that I truly, truly hated. This is the note I wrote leaving the theater. I hate. That I wrote down, I hate. I hate that Kumal leaves for the final fight. He just pieces the that's fuck his, up. I, that's his superhero character moment. His valet literally was like, what am I going to do? Go home? There's nothing to go home to if the world ends. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm out. And so he just leaves? Yeah. When he is the most connected to humanity, he leaves? Well, I, yeah, I was like, I, I, see, this. I was like, that sucks. I see what they were doing there. They were trying to show that it's not just always like black and white in terms of the decisions you have to make. But that, and that's kind of like why the basis for the whole character. movie. Yeah. But well, here's another thing, his, too. You know what no also sense. blew my mind, Jesse? Kumail did all this work on his body. Never took a shirt off the entire movie. I can't think. Like, <laughs> he dude, never, it, he, you know, we only saw arms for two and a half they hours. They gave him. They gave him a Bollywood scene. They gave him a scene where he like has a moment with I'm gonna say his his valet, funniest person in the movie. The rest 100%, of the hundred percent him and Gilgamesh are I, best characters. Funniest I characters. I couldn't believe how it remind it reminded me of the way they tried to do comedy in Thor uh uh two, where it was like ninety nine percent of it's total miss, but like the valet dude comes in every time bang it, every time him and his goddamn cameras that they just kept smashing yeah, that was, was like funny a, yeah it was a good bit the the, the biggest yeah I, I just couldn't believe that the one character who brings a human along with them to go on like an adventure and film it all and document it all for humanity when the chance comes to make a choice his choice is to make none at all he's like well i'm not gonna fight the guy but i'm also not gonna try and stop it so i'm gonna leave and then his friend is like, hey, thanks for helping humanity. You guys are great. And I was like, I agree. How dare they do that to this character? I agree, but disagree. So I, I think, okay, here's where I agree. They definitely figured out ways to remove all the heavy hitters from the story. I just have to say that. 
I feel like they took out Don Lee way too early. Was that took Gilgamesh? Out Gilgamesh way too, yeah, they took yeah. him out way too fucking early. One of the best. They clipped Athena's wings right at the beginning where they're like, oh, well, she's crazy now, so she can't fight. She's just going to stand here and do nothing. Because they didn't want to have a plausible threat to Icarus. And that would have made the final fight fall apart. Instead of figuring out a way to balance it or figuring out a way to write that scene better, they just left us with all the Eternals who can't fight, which I think was very lazy writing. That being said, I actually like that Kingo, of all people, is like, I don't agree with you, but that doesn't mean I'm going to fucking fight you. Because in comic books, that's such a stupid thing where they're like, I think we should sign this Mutant Protection Act. I don't think we should. Well, I'm going to kill you now. And it's like, well, how do, aren't you guys like brothers? <laughs> yeah, that's like, a, a skip some steps. Trope. Yeah, it's like a hilarious trope, but it does kind of like wear thin. But Kingo is the one that says you never go against the family, right? So, and and this is like, this ties into him being Indian as well, right? Like, like it, family is everything to him. And he makes that so clear that like, even with loyalty, like his valet has been following him around. Like it's heavily implied, especially from the language they use since he was a kid. Like at one point, Kingo was the senior and this was a kid. And even though this man has grown and kind of outaged Kingo, he still refers to everyone as like sir and ma'am because that's like a respect thing. They're older than him. Like there's like this idea of like loyalty and this idea of like, um, and even the, when he's leaving, he's he, he's not leaving because he's reticent to fight a celestial. He's He doesn't want to leave because he says, well, I've made a commitment to these people. You know, I'm supposed to sit here and, and, and make three movies with them. Like I've made a commitment to them. They need me. Like, and it really shows that like he's, he's, he cares about, loyalty family the promises you make people i love that he didn't agree with them i love that he was like well this is how life as we know it perpetuates so if we kill the celestial there might not ever be another planet like earth again and so earth is small in the grand scheme of things because his logic is completely valid and i personally love that he's like yeah i disagree but i'm not gonna fight you because i'm an adult that's that's ludicrous. Why would I kill you? You're my family. Why would I try to shoot you or fight you? That's ridiculous. I don't agree with you. I'm not taking part. I'm stepping away because I'm not going to aid and abet you. But I'm not also a child that's just going to try to kill the people I've spent thousands of years on well, this planet with because that's idiotic. They also don't but like it, it's also silly because I don't think they cared that they tried to kill each other because fucking whatever her name is stabbed what's her name in the back and then later they're like do you want me to turn you into a human by the way like you want to you right which is so dumb right like it's (laughs) they don't care and druig hits her in the head with a freaking rock and 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 possibly the funniest moment in the movie is (laughs) yeah yeah they act like oh this is all fine and i kind of like that king goes like i'm not partaking because i'm not a fucking child yeah like you're a bunch of siblings fighting and i'm better than this so dishum dishum, I'm out, bitches. But I, I think could that not would have disagree meant more. <laughs> huh? I couldn't. Disagree I still with think you more it was a writing this. device. I like I said previously, like I agree in that it was a writing device. They just needed to remove the heavy hitters from that final fight. Like that's why they made sure oh, that like sure. half of the Eternals weren't there. That being said, I still think Kingo's uh, like I I kind of like that he refused to fight them because I don't want to see him fight the eternal like i don't think that he would i think he would be like you guys are being idiots right now well i guess the 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 problem that i have is 
he did nothing, right? And so yes. it felt like, yes. like he Agreed. left. And it's one of those things where I can understand not wanting to fight your family. I can understand wanting to save humanity. I can understand even Icarus's point of view, which is like, bro, uh, this is our job, right? I get all of it. The thing that upsets me is they took a character, put him right in the middle as like, hey, you're the middle ground. You are, you follow Icarus's like orthodoxy or whatever, his his belief. But at the same time, you've hung out with humans and you have all this stuff. You're like, you're the, you're the middle ground person. You're right in the middle. And your choice is to not make a choice. And I like fundamentally as just a human being hate that as like for anyone in any type of media, because it means that he, even though he made no choice, he decided that like F earth is what it is. Like that's the choice he made by, by not being involved. He has made a choice and that. And so in my mind, I would agree with that too, because it's heavily implied that like, if he leaves Icarus is going to kill his family. So like he kind yeah, of and so he doesn't try to stop that, that, that even though he loves his family. Gripe. That that was one of my gripes where I was like, okay, but if you see a wolf standing over like a baby and you're like, well, the wolf is my friend and so is the baby, so I'm gonna step away because I don't want to fight. To a certain extent, you know you're dooming the baby. Um right. and it was heavily implied yeah. that the eternals that were up against Icarus could not beat him. Which was silly. And if you know that Icarus has killed Ajax, then obviously he will is willing to kill other people and that so i i agree that the logic was not there um but i like don't he could have done anything i like think him done, damning like, earth to me was not was not strange like i don't think it's strange i just think for for the character he was to be like mm-hmm. the likable one the one that i was like oh i love this dude i want to know where he's going his arc was like i am going to do nothing which I thought was like such well, a he, crazy yeah, he just story kind of teeters out character. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, like, I, I love this guy. I want to know. He's filming a documentary about being. I was like, I want to know where this goes. And his arc is like, eh, I'm done. I'm done I, dealing with I this. I just feel like they took certain people out because they were too. They felt like the main character. Because I'm not going to lie. The fact that Ajax chooses Cersei over Gilgamesh, I just about threw my popcorn at the screen because this is someone that Thena, goddess of war, probably the best fighter of the Eternals, is is kind of basically losing her mind. And Gilgamesh says, I love her, so I'm gonna this is gonna be my problem. And Ajax says, You she might lose it. Like you might have to fight her or kill her. And he's like, Yeah, that's a responsibility I'm willing to take because you take care of your family. That's leadership. Not only does he commit to that, but he follows through on it. This is somebody that has the wisdom, the level-headedness, the skill, and and the like, just like the love to like lead this team. And the fact that she chose Cersei, I was like, well, I think I think she chose hello? Cersei because it was like mechanically she was one, she was the only one that could stop them with her like with her like, ability. I think that's why she yes. got chosen. It wasn't like a who's actually a leader type mentality. It was like, hey, you have the powers to be able to stop this. Because you can freeze a giant celestial in the fucking sea. I was about to say, stop them is a relative term. Because I don't, you know, I'm no geologist. 
But if a giant yeah, thing well, cracks let's not get, the hold on, let's not get the world into that. would already be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. The world would already have ended. Dude, if that, that whole dude, the head in hand came out of the planet, yeah. floods would have destroyed. We'd all be dead. Dude, that whole thing happened. And I started looking around the theater like, is no one going to be like, <laughs> is no one going to say anything right now? <laughs> I never thought I'd see a moment in a superhero movie where I'd be like, well, that's over the top. Well, but no. it, rem- it was so much. I was like, yeah. the world would You're have ended right, right there. Like the the a head and hand coming through the planet. It was, was a like, bit of no way. It was definitely. I thought we were gonna have our own world tree. I was so excited. I was like, oh, she's gonna turn this volcano into a tree, and it's gonna be this really cool thing where we're gonna have our own like Yggdrasil or whatever. And then instead, they just had a giant frozen head in the ocean. And I was like, part of me, okay, thinks... yeah, that's the direction to take it. Yeah. Well, that there's also gonna be because like. In a lot of ways, the celestial is like a, a being of pure, you know, cosmic energy, right? And the fact that's just a thing that exists now and it's probably leaking into water, like, is that gonna is that gonna be how they like spin off the mutants or some shit? Is that human beings just start get affected with all this like cosmic energy bubble? I don't know. There's a lot of craziness that could like come from that. From now on, every movie, if they are not addressing the <laughs> man on well, yeah, not, just, hold on, I not even the giant man like, on Earth. If they're not addressing insane. the fact that the fucking show us what you got robots showed up in the fucking sky <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> Honest to God, it would like, I don't know where the MCU goes from here. I don't either. Those moments are so big. They were so it, massive. I have, you- okay, I have a lot of critiques, but can I talk about some of the things I liked before I wade too far into the critiques? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, of course. I do feel like we've been dragging this movie a little bit, which is fine. That's it's, easier it's to des- drag than it is praising a lot. Yeah, it's a deserved dragging. It's yeah. a deserved dragging. Um, okay. How did everyone feel about, like, the first, I don't want to know if, I don't know if I want to say hour. Oh, yeah, this movie's like a billion hours long. So, yeah, the first hour of the film, did y'all like that? Because I, I loved it. I loved like the whole Babylon thing, and I loved like them. It, it was slow. To... It it felt it unlike slow, anything in the epic. MCU. Yeah, yeah. It was very. It was so yeah. different from everything else that we had seen. So I was kind of like, this is different. I felt like the writing was a little bit not the writing, but just like the spoken words were just disjointed, and like the actors were just on screen saying their lines. There was like no actual acting. <laughs> There's yeah, Bronze. Yeah. I wrote down. Uh, things huh. I loved, Babylon. That's all I wrote down. I loved. Apparently, that's what I loved. Okay. Babylon, great. Me and Jesse uh, have like I, almost the same brain for this film. I feel like. Yeah, I, I said run speed. I think what I was trying to say is I love the way they showed fast people versus the way they did Flash in in DC movies, where he has that yes. like goofy slow motion run. Yeah, I love the way they had her just like. But she was one of the best characters like in, the, him. in the show. Dude, that was awesome. Macario yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Oh my cool. god. Okay, um, can I also say and then Celestials? I said her Celestials are cool. Her, looking. her and Druig, his best relationship. Yeah. Oh my god! Because half of the reason this film fell apart for me is, did anybody else pick up that Icarus was going to be the bad guy like from the beginning? Because I knew I thought from they were going to do evil Superman one, pretty early on. From yeah. moment one, when his eye shot lasers, I was like, "And he's the ex bad guy. That's the villain." Well, and just like the Jump way Street. Cersei's like look at these filthy humans aren't they cute and he's like 
I despise them, but I've learned their filthy language because I love you. I was like, oh, he's evil. Okay, got this. Like, he's only yeah. doing this to appease her. He is, He thinks he's above humans, you know? Like, he's made it very clear that if he wants to be close to her, he has to, break, like, degrade himself to this level, so he'll do it. And in my head, I was like, but that's manipulative. That means you don't have the same yeah. interests as her. You are faking having the same interests as her in order to impress her. But because so much of the story is based off of them loving each other and therefore Icarus not being able to kill her, I just have to say, I don't, I, I was not sold on that love story. No, I could not. No, the character that. sucked. Those, that relationship was awful. Why was would stupid. Cersei love him? Right. Right. Like it was, One of, look, yeah. I was like, I cannot see you loving each other. Like in a, ever like i just don't even her relationship with Jon snow was weird like just any relationship because he's barely in it (laughs) there's no there's no jesse like there's no chemistry between the actors yeah the chemistry was not there there was no chemistry when she gives him the ring and he's like oh this is from the middle ages and i was like this is basically this hot asian girl choosing between these two game of thrones actors like and i actually mixed them up in the beginning i swear i'm not racist chat but like I, because they've both been in Game of Thrones, I actually mixed them up. I was like, "Oh, is that did old boy grow a beard yeah. after he left Babylon?" And then I was like, "Oh wait, this is two different dudes." Ross, I was like, "Clearly, can I, can I tell has you, type or something?" Which is I did the same Game of Thrones actors. I did the exact, actors, I did the exact with same faces. Well, that, <laughs> the trailer, the stupid part. I just. Of, of it all is that they're fighting over a girl named Cersei and they're both from Game of like Jon Snow is like I love you Cersei yes! it's like what the fuck you can't that broke my brain for a second that was right? real it was the casting much. was like a little on the nose there with that yeah. Here, here's another note it's just like, okay, while we're on the Cersei topic has a type. yes yeah yeah while we're on the topic of Game of Thrones uh, actors uh Cersei and Gemma Chan this is I uh, just this is a note that I wrote um, this is the very first note I wrote, and this is it says, <clears throat> "I can't get over how much Gemma Chan looks like one of my exes. It's really upsetting. <laughs> Am I gonna like this movie?" That's one of the things I wrote. <laughs> oh my god, Jesse, I love your note. She was fine. I was just I, like, I, in terms, she was fine. Gemma I, Chan I'm was not fine. trying to drag yeah. her. Yeah. I just think her yeah. writing was like really hard to connect to. Uh, that that's just me though. Like I just didn't see her chemistry. With Dane, I didn't see her chemistry with Icarus, and I didn't really understand why she was connected to humans. Like, it just seemed like it was a pity thing. It was really weird. Like, it seemed like an eat, pray, love. Like, I'm from a developed nation coming to Africa to donate my time type of deal. Because you see these types of people as a, someone who lived in India for 10 years. You see these types of people a lot. So maybe that's why I'm being unfair. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm being a little harsh. But you see these, like... I work for the Peace Corps, and I'm here to help your poor, filthy people. Namaste. And you're like, okay, but the way you do it is like a little bit insulting. Like, yeah. I like, you know, like, it's so obvious you think you're better than us. Like, it's, well, it I, doesn't feel like it's coming from a humble place. It feels like you're like, well, I have the means to help you. So I'm going to help you because you need it, you know? Yeah. I I want to talk about a character that I both loved and hated the way they portrayed. So I was fascinated immediately by the character of Sprite. Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this is a, a character who is a child for eternity. I was like, that is such a fun setup. It always is good. It's like, even if it's like, it's a vampire, like it's always a fun thing because there's so much to work with. And they 
the first time it was brought up and addressed is when um Kingo was like, So yeah, this is a uh, Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan. And I was <laughs> <Yeah>. like, What? <laughs> was he's so like, Yeah, random. you're in love with him. And I was Dude, like, What? That came out of and nowhere. That's like, I know. Came out of nowhere. And I was they're like, in the Wait. Amazon, they're like, So I read Peter Pan. It's like, oh yeah, Kingo, that's cool. Yeah, and I realized that you're in love with uh, Icarus. What? <laughs> and that was the setup. There was no setup before that yeah. at all. Yeah. Throughout, they throw, they showed seven thousand years of history. Yeah. The only setup you get is that she's definitely very jealous of Cersei, but it's not yes. clear that it's because of Icarus. Right. Because in the bar, she dresses up kind of like, or she puts on this illusion of being an older woman, and she's mm-hmm. trying to date. And you can tell that she's fucking with Dane and Cersei's relationship by like saying certain things to him. And part of you like, is this like, I'm sure people are like, oh, that's just because she's naughty and she likes chaos. I was like, no, that's a jealous little girl messing with her older sister's relationships. Like, it's very clear she's upset that she can't date and attract men the way Cersei can. But it was not made clear that that was because of Icarus. It just seemed like she was jealous. Right. Jealous of her like, womanhood and not being a kid. Well, and that it. and that's what I thought. That's exactly I thought that that she was seeing this this older woman live like a full life and she was confined mm-hmm. to this small body and she like was stuck being a child. And so she was jealous of that aspect. I had yes, no agreed. clue to it was literally spelled out for me that like Via oh, Peter Pan she's reference. Yeah, yeah. She's Tinkerbell and wants to bone down with Peter. And I'm like, that's what's been happening. <laughs> Well, and the crazy thing is, like, Kingo's delivery of that line and the allegory actually makes perfect sense. There was just no setup for it. No, it comes out of nowhere in the middle of the fucking Amazon forest. And there's like, by the way, I read Peter Pan. It's like, cool, Kingo, where are you going with this? Oh, okay, okay, great. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. There was no (laughs) moment where she even looked at him. Like, there wasn't even a frame where she looked at him and, like, her eyes lingered. Like, I think they should have peppered that throughout like in how she looks at him and how like there's there should have been stuff there for that where it's like oh does she like him yeah you know like but there was nothing what's what's even crazier is is that goes to show things like this where you know characters are in love with other characters and things are happening but it was such breakneck speed to get through as much as the content they needed to that Things occur in this movie that in the trailers, I'm like, oh, that's the villain. Okay. The deviant who talks, I thought was going to be like some dude who was, that guy only talks because he stole Gilgamesh's powers and became like a man deviant at the end. I feel like that. So I think that's a setup. I think that's a setup for them to explain that Thanos was a deviant who killed all of the Eternals on his planet and became like a fully realized human. And that's why he was so strong yeah. on Titan. That's the entire yeah. reason I think that deviant plot line existed. Can I, yeah. can I tell you something? Yeah. I, I think they're that just is trying not to what I got that. at all. That is true. You're absolutely right. But I, n- until you said it right now, none of that clicked with me. None of the, You're absolutely right. That's what they were trying to do. But none of that came across in the movie to me. Not once. Yeah. Well, and it was also like he just gets his head cut off uh, and you're just like, oh, well, that's the end of that story completely and utterly. And like you said, she walks off after being stabbed in the fucking neck by some tentacles and it's just super chill. <laughs> I, I I, cannot stress this. There are no rules in this universe, in this movie, which is crazy to me. Like, 
I'm fine if if you know you play fast and loose with like people falling from different heights or whatever. But the fact that this guy kills people at different rates of speed is crazy to me. I was like, oh damn, Thena's dead. Nah, she's fine. <laughs> she's like, don't worry, I'll be in the sequel. I was thinking, oh, uh, yeah, okay. I was thinking they're gonna like befriend that deviant, and he was gonna be the one that like killed Icarus, and then they like you know learn to coexist because that's what the movie's about in a lot of ways is. You know, Eternals yeah, coexisting with humans and yeah. Abandoned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I do like the concept of the deviants because they show, or I think the I thought that the direction they were going with it that they never got quite got to, is that Arisham is capable of mistakes. Because they've been yes. following this man this like man, this entity and his grand design to the T, right? Like thinking, okay, well, this is part of his design. So we follow it because we follow Arisham. But the very existence of the deviants, if you start to pick it apart, makes you realize like, okay, so he already messed up. He basically created this invasive species and then created another species to take out the invasive species. What, why are we sitting here thinking that Arisham is infallible when quite, in fact, our, our entire existence is owed to the very fact that we have to clean up a mess that he made. Well, I, don't, I don't think that was a. I don't think that was a mistake. He created the deviants to go and wipe out everything on the planet, and then he created another thing to go and wipe out the deviants. It was just like a clear well, no, process. He says specifically that he flawed. He, he made a flaw in their design because he allowed them to evolve, and that that was a problem. Well, and that's, that's definitely the, the eternal yes. the way he. Yes. So okay. can I just bronze? Excellent, excellent point. One of the things I I wrote down. I'm not going to look because I remember it is straight up just like this is a film that based on everything all the characters are talking about about belief and belief in like this giant ass space god and all that. I was convinced we were going to have a theological conversation in this movie about like just religion in general and you know if you go by like judeo christianity and just the idea of like you know satan and fallen angels and things like that I was like oh there's our parallel this is going to be fascinating. I can't wait to hear the conversation about like, oh, well, if God is all knowing that kind of thing where, oh, he wanted mm. this to happen. Like Arisham knew all this was going to happen. And it set it up like if you are heavy in belief and like the infallibility of this space God, then you have to buy in that like, you know, this is all meant to be that kind of I was waiting for like a wild ass argument yeah. about between characters of like, this is what true belief is. And, and then including the guy sort of like one of the fallen ones is like one of the characters and like look we're just trying to survive out here like that kind of would have been a fascinating nah none of that happened <laughs> i was like oh all right okay well i almost feel like in some ways they were afraid to lean into that like even though they had already basically established the celestials as gods responsible for the beginning of the universe i don't know if they're afraid to lean into anything in this movie bronze they put a fucking <laughs> giant there is a robot scene. creature outside of earth yeah. and they're just like oh yeah. by the way that happened the entirety of earth has to go to therapy now <laughs> because they yeah a giant yeah. cosmic being's face like very recently after having the entirety of existence snapped like from reality. So yeah, sure. I did like that. I did like that. They were basically like all of these, all, like I love when Sprite is sitting there kind of talking about Gilgamesh and following him into battle, because for some reason in my mind, I had thought that in this iteration of the Eternals, they were going to be working behind the scenes 
And it's like, nope, they're very front and center, proudly who they are. And like, even when the little kid, Fastos's kid, which we need to talk about Fastos for a second, but I'll get to that, is like Athena. And she's like, drop the A, Athena. I thought it was like really cute. Like, oh, like they're even their legends and stories have kind of changed over time. That's, a, that's like, how those work, right? Our, yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. knowledge of them, like Druid, Druig. Like, I love that there were all those like really strong um, kind of uh, plot points. But, I had a a slight like I don't want to I don't want to be like a like a Debbie Downer, but there was like a slight gripe with this is like a trope that oh yeah these ancient civilizations that accomplished all this clearly it had to be aliens it wasn't because them yeah everyone them, yeah. knows minorities aren't smart enough to advance on their own so them leaning into that directly and being like yeah we gave them their first knives and their first technology I'm like why couldn't you show that with like any European civilizations, you know, like what, like I, I felt a little bit disappointed with that. Like, oh yes, the Aztecs, like all the great civilizations of earth were made great because we were right there making it happen. And I was like, right. I, I did. So yes. I did have a question. If we're, if we're going to talk about, um, oh my God, what is this character? The guy who like makes all the stuff. What is this character? One of the best characters in the film, I think. So yes. yeah, 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 one of the things I thought was fascinating because they're clearly using ancient Earth as sort of like the backdrop for you know, Fastos introducing technology to humans. In the scene when they are showing the Spanish like murder all the uh, like Mesoamericans, yeah, um, <laughs> it hit me. He made the choice to give the Europeans guns. He also made a fucking yeah. nuke. Yeah, like, like he helped make well, no, a nuke. He, he did that because of Ajax telling him to. Because war creates, uh, he he says the line that uh, creating, um, what was it? It was like creating warlike objects makes the advancement of medicine and other things also move yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so I'm that's not saying why he. he did I'm not it. saying he was Oppenheimer. I'm not saying he made. I'm saying like he was the one giving people the spark of ideas yes. to do these things, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm more, I would be interested in the version of the story where it like explains why he picked who he picked to sort of like inspire. Does that make, cause like- Sure, yeah. No, they're that, all sitting there watching- There's probably a scene somewhere people. where that has happened. Like, I feel like- He gets called out. He gets called out by Druid being like, dude, you gave them guns. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah that part, okay, so I kind of always envisioned that character to be someone that worked with humans and, like, helped that thing click over, but that's not how it was in the movie. It was like, here, I made this thing. Let's give it to them. I made the engine. And I'm like, but then where's the equity in that? Like, like who do you choose? And so, like, that does come up, like Jesse said, with Druig, where he's like, well, you gave one side guns and you didn't give the other side guns. And then they don't explore. Okay. Am I the only one who thought the Hiroshima scene was like ridiculous? It, it was, was such a, a weird flashback. It was so to me, I was like, why is this scene here? And there's not even the way it was written. Didn't make sense to me either because I thought the direction they were going with that character was like, if you give them a way to have clean energy or if, no matter what you give them, they turn it into a weapon to kill. That's where I thought they were going. I thought he was going to side with the emergence. That's where I thought the trajectory was going. I thought he was going to be like, no, because every single, if I give them a stick, 
they use it to stab someone else. If I give them, you know, something that that like a- atomic energy, they use it to figure out a way to kill each other. Yeah. So you know what? No, I'm not going to fucking help you with this because no matter what we do to help them, they're going to use it to kill each other. And I'm not going to be a part of that. But they don't go into that at all. He's just like, this is my fault. And I'm like, wait, did you literally create the atom bomb? And from what Jesse said, they kind of insinuate that, yes, he did. Yeah, he, he was, he was Which the spark. Which to me was like, why, what? But, what but that's, that's part of the plan, right? Like That's part of the plan from the Celestials is Ajax tells them to progress technologic, uh, you know, advancement forward. Uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't make any, because like out of all the weapons, out of all the creations, only atomic weaponry is one that would permanently decrease the population. Like you right, cannot, but, humans aren't going to like pop up in a radiated zone. Right. So like, but the, 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 the idea and the creation of that led to so many other aspects of uh, technological advancement is, is what they're trying to get across. I, mean, I think the thing, the thing that I, so going back to what bronze was saying about this is, Years ago, my dad and I went <clears throat> to Machu Picchu, and my dad is a lovely man, wonderful. However, the entire time, we'd see, like, giant stone buildings, and he'd be like, dude, I bet aliens made these. I'm like, no, aliens didn't make these, <laughs> dudes made these, and they probably, a lot of people probably died to make this. Like, there was probably a lot of, like, people thrown at this building before it was complete, and that's one of the things that, now that you mentioned it, Bronze, it's an interesting it's interesting to talk about history and say, oh, well, the Eternals came and helped people build, say, Babylon or all these other civilizations, that kind of thing. But on the flip side, what is Disney supposed to say? Like, well, slavery. It was actually slavery. That's the wild <laughs> aspect. Like, how they, do you have this conversation in a movie? That. That's why they couldn't do, like, the pyramids, right? A pyramid scene would have been fantastic because it would have, like, answered, oh, how were the pyramids built, right? Like, that's super well-known uh conspiracies a lot of people think aliens built blah 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 but you can't show slavery it was just just lots like if you put a lot of people on a project shit will get done and if you don't care about their health or concern about who yeah and like oh that person died replace them if that's your thing stuff can get built well it's crazy is that like even if they included that then you have these (laughs) eternals who are looking after humanity who are like let them kill each other like that's even worse. The wild so, aspect, yeah, though, no way they can include it. is Druig could have quite literally just mind controlled people to build the pyramids. He lives in the Amazon with people who he literally mind controls to reload shotguns and shoot a deviant because he has yeah. no other power within the Eternals apart from doing that. So, like that could have been a great yeah. setup, uh, and I they didn't do that. They didn't go that route because I think they wanted to shy away from like. Exactly what you were saying, Jesse, show, showing, like, slavery. Well, and, like, okay, so to get back to the fa- Fastos things where it, I guess there, there could, it could be debated, oh, well, he just made the technology and then people turned it to violent uses, you know? Right. But then he feels all this guilt about it. The weirdest shit to me is when they go to his house and they're like, listen, humanity's going to end. And he's like, I'm not getting involved. I have a family now. And I'm like, hey, bro, what do you think is going to happen when the earth explodes? They're going to fucking die, you moron. Yeah. How are yeah. you the smartest eternal? Like, you're a fucking idiot. They're going to die in two days, dumbass. And he's like, well, I'm not going to go because I care about my family now. 
hey, dumbass, the earth is going to explode and they're going to die in get, two days. He gets over that hump. He's going to die. He gets over that. <laughs> and then he what? needs his husband to come out and be like, hey, you got you to gotta do this. And I'm going to force this awkward scene in where I was just in the other room listening this entire time for no reason. I'm going to come out and say, hey, you should do this. And I'm like. I'm like, I let me just quote my grandma in Arabic or whatever. And, you know, just <laughs> and that's going to be what turns you. And I'm like. You're going to die. All of you are going to die in two days. I think so... you might have convinced me exactly why the Kingo scene is fine now. Before I was upset, but now you're like, oh, <laughs> We're well, back to that. Jesse still can't get Bastos, over that. I'm, I'm still upset. I can't get over it. But I think <laughs> I understand. Like, I guess if you were a person that lived for 7,000 years, the lifespan of a human, even one that you, like, cared about, you probably are kind of over it. Which makes me not like these characters even more because they all kind of suck. But like him being like, there's nothing I, you know, why should I get involved? And it's like, you have a kid and a husband. But like also, if they're going to die anyway, like, you know, does he care? Like, does death, does death he now or death like, later matter to a like 7,000 year old being? Right. Yeah. 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 So like, maybe it's that's like, oh, yeah, but your kid's can... going to die 70 years before he needs to. And it's like, yeah, but 70 years is like seven seconds when you're in eternal. Yeah. So now I'm, that's got me all messed up because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, Kingo can be like all these people that I work with and all. Like, yeah, they were going to die anyway. So, like, you know, it happens, which is even more upsetting. I <laughs> so actually I really like the valet's response um, because, OK, I'll talk about the, how authentic the Indian stuff was because they fucking nailed all of it. But when he's leaving and when he like puts his hands together and he says, like, it's very like the way it's written is very like him being like well i'm gonna fucking die like like but thank you for everything i've been following kingo this entire time and apparently he thinks this is how life is gonna perpetuate and it's very much like regard basically what he's saying is like regardless of what happens like thank you for getting us this far yeah like yeah. that's literally what he says like Thank you for, um, for for ushering us along to like this point, and uh, you know I'll I'll miss you guys. And it's very much like a I don't know how to describe it like a, a thisy idea of like like gutum or just accepting like oh yeah this is this is how it's this is how it's gonna end, um. And like I, I don't know, like it seemed like bittersweet, but also like acceptance of like, okay, so this is it, and I that thought... to me made so much more sense than like Fastus's family being like, "Hey, babe, you got to do this." And I'm like, "Would you have that reaction if you found out you were gonna die in three days?" I would be in the other room, like, "We're gonna die in three days." Like, you know, you'd have some emotionality or or something there, like. But the way that scene was written, I don't know if it was the actor or what. He was just like, hey, babe, I love you. You're so cute. But, like, um, you got to do this. Like my grandma said, like, you can't just hem and haul all day. Sometimes you just got to, like, do what you got to do. So, like, go kill it. Slay it. Love you. Bye. And I'm just like, wouldn't there be any emotion, like, like a gravity to the situation if you found out the earth is going to end in, a, in a, a couple of days? No one in this movie reacted the way a person should react in real life. Well, when Kit Harrington discovers well, that Cersei is like has powers, he's like, "Well, 
you know, I figured you were a wizard or something. Like, what? I think that's Is also that- because it's the MCU and like wizards and fucking Thanos and all that right. shit snap. Like, like you have it. Re- Reality is a little bit like different, but I do th- want to talk about the idea that no one in this Still. movie reacts the way a human being would react. Someone, someone told me that the reason that none of them react the way a human will react is because they're all basically robots. They're all like androids. And so I, yeah, I'm, I have a question for you guys. Like, is that, d- did they react that way because they are essentially robots or because no, they just was, didn't act well <laughs> or because the they, scenes weren't written very well? They are they are people through and through. They just have the internal workings to exist forever. It's, I mean, like you could say human, human, humans, you could say humans. Ooh, am I a robot? You could <laughs> say humans are, 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 we're flesh robots. We're just parts and machine bits that are made of goo. Same, same concept. Um, we just wear out sooner. The, the, uh, the, the idea behind what they are, I think it's kind of like, a way to forgive some of the awkward writing choices. Okay. Like going back to what Bronze was saying about the dude being like, hey, thanks for looking out for us for so long. In my mind, the follow-up scene to that would be like, Kingo just being like, oh, crap, you're right. Like, we've taken care of you for so long. We got to turn with this. my back on people I've taken care of. My family would be <sighs> awkward, which is yep. why, again, I have so many issues with the last half of this movie that I'm just like, why is it like this? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Drives me crazy. There was potential. There was potential for this to be like a dope story through time. I was even afterwards thinking if they would have just not touched present day and had a story throughout history, I would have been way more happy with that. If they're going to, if it's a movie that exists to set up other stuff in the future, yeah, the modern day stuff doesn't matter all that much because it's just a setup for what's to come next. That's true. Yeah, it, like, in some of the flashbacks, too, were a little jar. Like, there's so much in this movie that I think was jarring just to jump back and forth or to accept that they made a decision that seems kind of, like, out of left field. There's so many instances to point to that, which we've kind of already discussed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did like the idea that uh, in the comics, I, I don't know if, Bronze, you probably know this. Uh, Jesse, I'm not sure if you do. In the comics, Druig is the bad guy. Yeah. He's, he's the one that, like, goes against all of them. And so I liked their kind of, like, bait and switch after that scene in the uh, in the Amazon when they're uh, watching the, the civilization being slaughtered, basically. Um, and he kind of gets away. He's like, oh, so they're going to go with this. So then it ends up not being that. So I, I enjoyed that aspect of it there. Um, but at that point we, we start to think that like the deviants are the bad guys and they're not the bad guys at all. That's why I think seeing, um, Icarus be the bad guy was actually, you both mentioned that you like figured it out in the very opening for, for me, him being the bad guy was a little bit of a shock because I just didn't expect that because I knew what happened in the comics. Um, so I actually liked that twist, uh, and it was a twist for me, but it was also just so fucking stupid when he just flew into the sun at the end i still can't get over that bit Uh, yeah i don't i don't know why i guess because he like didn't want to live in a world where he couldn't have i don't i don't know it was cowardice i don't know why he did it he did it because he was a fucking coward (laughs) he he didn't want to like own up to all the fucking bad shit that he did 
that or he was maybe afraid of the the celestials coming back because he knew that he went against his duty or something i don't know no he's the only one who stuck to it if anything when ashram shows up like what up everyone he would have been the one who's like good job bro don't worry well, i'll do failed, with these haters. i guess is the other thing yeah that's it's so crazy i don't know it's crazy to me to think all the things that were in this movie we got a we got a scene where they were like oh hey it's the black knight you know the guy who has the sword that was created during arthur's time to be like the counterbalance to excalibur he yeah that guy he's in this film <laughs> and so is blade yeah blade pops up at the end i don't know why the black knight was in this film i really don't know why not he was a clue. in there I feel like they wanted star power for the film and that's why they cast all the people that they cast. And so they got some like star power back into the MCU uh, for people that weren't a part of the, like weren't into the idea of the MCU. They got like Angelina Jolie and they, you know, all these people. And he just didn't need to be in the film. Like, I just, like, I don't understand why they bookended the film with Kit Harrington when he has no, purpose in this story except to be like i love you jimma story though <laughs> next story is gonna be amazing which by the way the next story with the eternals because it did say the eternals will return at the end of the movie right the next story with the eternals i assume what happened at the end is that black hole bit is he sucked up the three that stayed on earth is that correct yeah he took them yeah yeah, yeah. so you're telling me that kit harrington Dane, whatever the hell his last name is. No. The the Black Knight. He's not going to be the one to do it. To travel to space. He, no. He's there to set up with Blade to go fight, uh, to do some Midnight Sunsing maybe, maybe to go deal with Dracula. There's a lot of different paths that they could go with that. He has nothing to do with the spacefaring adventures of the Eternals coming up. If Blade goes into fucking space... I'm done. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, JP, where I'm like, that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm going to wash you know my hands clean of the fucking MCU. <laughs> just go Google MC, like Marvel Black Knight. Look at the outfits. Imagine Jon Snow in that. <laughs> Kit Harrington dressed up like that dude. with Blade flying through space. Actually, I'm Here's really the excited to Never Jesse, mind. I want this. I, no, no, no. I'm going to blow your mind right now. In the comics. Black Knight and Blade fight Dracula, who lives yeah. on the dark side of the moon and has space galleons. Dude, I'm telling you, the next <laughs> film that we're going to get is going to be Black Knight, Blade, Morbius. I'm telling you what's happening. I hope fucking not. <laughs> That's where that might it be where be I'm crazy. just like, I'm, I'm, I gotta, I'm done. <laughs> like, for some reason, Blade fucking... <laughs> Kit Harrington in space fighting Dracula, who has space galleons on the dark side of the moon. That's where I step away. That might be my limit. It'd be Honestly, wild. I feel like that's part of the problem with this film. Um, like post credit scenes aside, I feel like the entire film, like we were saying earlier, is had too many setups uh, yeah. that it was burdened with. Like one or two definitely like happen in every movie right like shang chi had that but yeah if we start talking about like how many this film was burdened with it's a lot it's it's a lot like there's a lot that they're a lot of weight that they're putting on this film 
in terms of exactly how much comic book canon they have to set up for future films. It's just a springboard. But that also eventually means that so much of the story is bogged down and the pacing is hurt by that. But there's also choices that just didn't make sense to me from a writer's perspective. So like, let me, okay, so the scene where Fasto spends all this time creating these rings so that they can bind together and then they do for a split second and then, you know, it ends up not working or whatever, or it ends up working, but, you know, Icarus interferes and then they find out they all get linked anyway. So they didn't even need the rings, right? Right. Why not cut that entire scene and have it be like, hey guys, I'm Fastos, I'm really smart. I figured out that the celestial actually links with us and that's how we survive every emergence because he would be smart enough to ask that question, which is like, well, if the earth explodes, like how do we survive the emergence? Like if this is our fourth planet receding, like wouldn't we have like a way out? Like he could have just come to that conclusion instead of wasting all of this time on camera in a movie like where you're the last 20 minutes and you've been watching this fucking thing for two hours and 10 goddamn minutes. Why not just cut all of it? Because the last fight scene sucked anyway. The best scenes were at the beginning of the film. Uh, I thought so the why last not... fight scene was very good. I, I disagree with you there, but that that's fine. I don't want to disrupt your oh, point. Oh, between Makari and Icarus. Yes. Yeah. And also Fasto's fighting was like, oh shit, this guy's like fucking super goddamn strong. He's just creating shit out of thin air and like binding Icarus to the which goddamn ground, which was awesome. Cool, but didn't make sense why Icarus hit him and he like cowered on the floor like a little bitch. Like, and somebody else stood in front of him like, no, don't hurt him. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you broke, you broke my blueprint. Oh, and then later on, he's like, I've been wanting to clip your wings for a long time. And I was like, weren't you on the floor? Rolled over. He found his courage. He's standing over you like two minutes ago. Like literally one of the other Eternals stood in front of him and said, don't hurt my son, basically. Yeah, And he was like, yeah. mommy. And then two minutes later, he's like, I've been waiting to clip your wings. I was like, where was this energy when you just got your fucking ass kicked like two minutes ago? I agree with you there. Apparently you were a badass this whole time. Yeah. Like that was so Makari was freaking cool, though. And the fact that they could sell Makari and Druig to us like that ship in two scenes convinces me that Cersei and Icarus, the writing and the chemistry was just bad. Because Druig and Makari only had two scenes together, and I was still like, oh, they're cute. I like them together. They're adorable. I, yeah. I will say, I, you're absolutely, I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. The fact that we only got two scenes of them being mm -hmm. like flirty was more chemistry than the leads. All three, like, I guess you can't, Kit isn't a lead, but all three leads in that love triangle thing. It was just like, man, this beautiful person has a lot of beautiful choices, and I guess she's going to have to make a <laughs> beautiful one. Yeah. But it wasn't like there wasn't like any drama. I, it was like I think girl that, met a hot dude, and she's doing fine, and I guess her attractive ex is back, and they got some shit to work out. But like, okay, like there was, there was no tension there at all. I mean, in a lot of ways, I, I think that kind of boy for me that just boils down to Kit Harrington's not a good actor to sell a relationship. <laughs> like I think he's fine in other things, but like I didn't he even now in Game we lose Kit Harrington as a viewer as well, JP. Every in, week, even in Game of Thrones, his fucking like relationship scenes were dog shit. Like I didn't give a shit. He's a great actor in other aspects of acting. 
I just don't think he's good when it comes to like selling a relationship because exactly what you just said, Druig and uh, Makari literally did it with zero dialogue. It was just the body chemistry. And I was like, oh shit, that's really cute. Like, that's awesome. I actually really like because they're both really good actors. No, I think Kid Harrington's a great actor. I just don't think he's good when it comes to like selling a relationship. Killed it in the Green Knight as well. That actor is just like he has something about him. He tells a story with a scowl. Oh, he's in the Green Knight. I didn't know that. He is, and he is brilliant in the Green Knight as well. That actor is like just. I don't understand. The perfect person to pair with Makari because. Like I said, he can tell a whole story with a scowl. Like the way talking. he like looks at her. Throughout the he entire film, him. that actor kept talking and I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but I will keep listening because it sounds cool. <laughs> like his, his accent goes in. I think he's yeah. Scottish, apparently. And he like goes into that accent and then comes out of it very Speaking of accents. Smoothly. Yeah. Who was Speaking he in Green Knight? He's the robber. He's a thief. Yeah. He always plays who... like a puckish rogue. Like a Jesse Cox type, yeah. Uh, I question about accents. Why do they have them in the film? Yeah, wouldn't they just not have it? I think maybe they in, developed in, them over time, but they had them very initially. Uh, like I would have, I would have been into the idea that they developed them over time, but they had them from the very get go. You're right. Babylon, in Babylon, they had accents. Yeah, I mean that's, that's one of those like, things where it's nitpicky, but you're right. They shouldn't have. It would have been fine. It, like I would have actually loved. If at the start Wait. they all spoke one way, and then Jesse, like, they what changed, does yeah. English without any accent sound like? Because I mean, oh, American it, is an accent as well. Like, what is it? They should have spoken a different language. They should have. They should have spoken celestial or some shit. Yeah, they should have. They should have had like them having accents in the future makes sense because they all separated and they went to different places and they lived their lives in different places. Yes, and they, that would have made sense. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. That would have been a cool thing. Yeah, but the idea of in Babylon, they all spoke English is like crazy. (laughs) They're just like, yeah, well, we talked to the the Babylonians in their tongue, but like also we just, we speak English to each other. I don't know. It's one of those, it's one of those, it's, it's a dumb gripe. It's like when you watch a movie about ancient Rome and everyone's British for some reason. Yeah. Like, you know, it's dumb, but it's also one of those things where it would have been neat if they would have taken the time to, make it so like you know because they had sign language they had uh ancient dialects they had all these different things in there i would have been fine if they were like in the flashbacks they use just the language of either like an eternal's language or i don't know it would have been neat it would have been cool yeah they had subtitles. i have a very weird theory about it which i don't know if is accurate what about but accents or what about like yes about that I I think that each one is a symbol of like the planet they were first intended to seed and kill. Because this team, they kind of heavily imply this is their first time coming together. And Thena talks about another planet that she was a goddess of war on. And she talks about its destruction and she talks about the emergence and people think she's losing her mind, but she's has PTSD from like a trauma that she remembers. Right. So what if like the reason they're so close to earth is they've destroyed plenty of planets that were very similar to earth and maybe Don Lee's character, maybe Gilgamesh spent a lot of time in an, in a culture and in, in an area that was not unsimilar to Korea. Yeah, maybe. I'm, 
I, I mean, that's, is, that could be the, my, like, I, I think, and maybe it doesn't explain why Sprite is a kid, but it's clear that Arisham like, likes experimenting. So it could be, he was like, what if I just made one young? <laughs> what if I just, you know, like, cause that could be, it it, or me, maybe for some reason, I think of, I think mm-hmm. of, I think of, uh, Arishim as being God from family guy. Who's just like, what if we just made one a kid? Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> i'm sorry to cut you off brother please finish no no i just i don't know like i i assume that maybe they were all heavily subconsciously influenced by the cultures they spent most of their life in which makes it even more sad that this they've killed plenty of planets like earth like why is earth special like why is earth 616 so special right and all those other planets which only reinforces kingo's point where he's like why why are these people special like yes, billions die so uh, the universe can go on. Like this is just There's, this is the cost of doing business. It's almost very much this entire film is very much like Thanos was right too. Dude, like, yeah, he, here's he the crazy part. Him. Here's the crazy part, Bronze. Thanos. It could be taken if Thanos was indeed a deviant that he was trying to save the galaxy from the Celestials yes. and planets yes. being destroyed to birth a Celestial. Yes. yes. So that entire I've, plot I've line could be theory. turned. I've had this theory ever since Harry Styles showed up in the post credits and said, oh, I'm the brother of Thanos. I was like, OK, so it all ties back together. Thanos snapped away half of the life's planet and bought Earth more time. And it also explains why, because we all picked this apart in the last movies, right? We picked apart like, well, why wouldn't you create double the food or double the resources? Like, how does snapping away half the planet solve everything? This is dumb. Well, it solves everything if once the population hits a certain point, the emergence happens. So Thanos, if if it is true that he had knowledge of all of this because his brother clearly does, then yeah, he knew what he was doing and he was right. Kind yeah. of, you know, that's up for debate. But like he had a very solid reason specifically for snapping away half the, half the population because he saved them from the emergence. Question. Or just question for the class. Is every planet with people a celestial egg? No. They have to hit a threshold at some point. I think, like, well, it depends on like, the planet. So is it only certain planets are... Cause, he, he talks about so the it, seed, and I, th- I don't think it's every planet. Yeah, I don't think it's every I don't planet. Think it's, I don't think it's they every did talk planet. about resettling they, they, humanity at one point. Which was that. wild, right? Because I was like, wait a minute, are they actually going to do this? Because <laughs> that's where I thought they, we could just move everyone on the planet. We could learn how to do it real quick with our help, blah, blah, blah. Thought that might actually happen for a second. It's the, 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 the movie has this weird thing where if you think about what the concept of the film is, which is like humanity has existed forever and ever and ever right? It's the, the many thousands of years that we get to see in this film. But at the end of the day, we are just a drop in a cosmic soup. And we mean truly nothing. And we are we exist to feed a giant space baby. And if anything, this entire film is like cosmic horror, except not done in the style of cosmic horror. But like what it is, is truly just like, the gaping maw of nothingness and there's so much cool stuff they could have done with that concept even that concept is the villain 
But instead, there's like eight villains in this movie. There's so much going on. And it's just like, it's a lot to keep up with. And I think there's so many cool bits in this film that like I loved, loved every time they went back to like, let's have a celestial conference call. I thought that was so <laughs> cool. Yeah. That they kept like only in the beginning kept showing just his face. And then eventually we're like, this is how big this dude is. And then they gave you a scene where guys like making a galaxy. I was like, that is the coolest shit I've ever seen. That was amazing. And it it shrinks down humanity to like minuscule levels. I wish yeah, I wish we would have gotten more of that. Right? The idea of just like humanity doesn't mean anything. Instead, all the conversations were about well, you know, it's so these people die so that billions could be born, like that kind of thing. But I was like, that, I don't know if, if I was Icarus, I would have been like, dude, it, these people mean nothing. Like we are, I don't know. Yeah. I, have a well, lot I, of- I think that's where like the movie does do a good job of touching on like those pretty, uh, you know, um, well-developed storylines just outside just in general just storylines that have you know uh, that we have so much media around is like the sense uh, the sense of duty what it is to like be a human and love and is it worth it to sacrifice one for you know a thousand or or whatever um, like those are pretty realized ideas and i think that the the movie does touch on them well i just think that where it starts to fall apart for me was like the characters, how fast we go from like one thing to another, how fast yeah. they like change their opinion on everything. Uh, and how like in the grand scheme of things, you know, a, a fucking Titan pops up in the middle of the ocean and we get like a news story on TV about it. Right. Like th- that type of shit is, and maybe, maybe it's the type of thing. If it's not on the level of like every film from now on has to mention the idea that a celestial showed up just like they do with the snap then what like what the fuck right <laughs> like that's it's on that level i think and if there's not that reverence paid to it in every mu- every movie from now on or every piece of media from now on then it's real fucking weird it, it it'll boggle my mind um because that scene where like the sky starts to part and like he literally pushes the clouds away and there's a goddamn celestial there Cool as shit. Which also makes you wonder, like, if that half of the Earth saw his head, did the other half just see a giant space crotch? And they were just like, what the fuck is that? And then it just disappears. <laughs> like, <laughs> what I mean, the hell does that mean? You have to throw everything out because at one point, a literal black hole opens up right next to Earth. Right. And which was a great way. I, I really liked the way he, like, just vanished because he just caused the black hole to happen. But you're right. That would that would probably destroy a lot of things. A lot of things would have been messed up. And that's one of the things about this film that I think, Bronze, you're totally right. The first hour had a lot more cohesion to it and a little more fun. Because when they did the Marvel thing of like, all right, it's the last hour of the movie. Let's crank it to 11. The 11 for the Eternals is literally a, a baby hatching out of Earth. It's a big and deal. And a giant yeah. man straight up like wormholing his way to be like where are you at people that's great like that is the the jump between a robot dropping an island on like his plan is to drop rocks and cause the end of the world this is like a thing 
explodes from the world, yeah, it would have been 80 times worse. Like, I just, yeah. it's crazy to me that's where we got it, to. It also, think- it's crazy now to think about where the power levels are in the MCU at large. Like, a fucking celestial that made Earth look, I mean, it was the, Earth was smaller than this thing's head. Like, that's where we're at power level-wise in the Yes, <laughs> yes. It's Which wild again, as fuck. In the cosmic horror scope of things, that's dope. That would be so cool. Like, you're right, JP. The fact that that happened, everyone on Earth who saw that would be messed up. They're going to have to, yes. Like, yeah. If this isn't like, addressed yes. in the next movie in some way, like, everyone would be like, I I'm, saw I'm sure the face of God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be, but... Like I said, we're living in a post-snap world, so it's like if all of humanity can be erased with one snap, then a giant face appearing out of the sky. These people must all have trauma. Like they must be like at any point in time, we're Absolutely. all gonna die. You, you know what I mean? Like they must all be like that all the time. Like oh, here it yes. goes again. Let's see us flip a coin. They're like living in a permanent Squid Games. You know, well, like dude, I don't know if uh, like, today Spider-Man's gonna use my car to beat Green Goblin over the head with it. I don't know if I'll be able to make it to work in One Piece. I don't know if Scarlet which is going to decide my apartment floor is the one she wants to redirect the bomb to. Who knows? Because that bitch is crazy. uh, Maybe she'll trap me in a fake world of her own creation where she can relive her sick fantasies from I Love Lucy. I don't know what the fuck my life is. I'm just a normal-ass person, and these people are fucking psychopaths that think they have the right to determine what or not fucking happens to me. I don't fucking know. Like, if you're going to work in this type of scenario, you know, how do you even reconcile any of that? How do you fucking do it? And then when you're like, is there anybody that can stop you people from like doing this shit? Captain America looks you straight in your face and says, we're the ones who decide. We're the ones we have to be. And you're like, you threw my car. Like, I needed that. I needed. That's how I get to work. Like, now I lost my job. Are you going to deal with that? Absolutely not. The next two happen for America. And you're like, I don't fucking What's happening here? Yeah, the next weird. two Marvel properties coming out. Just keep in mind, in the timeline, a literal space head has appeared to the people. Yeah. The next two things or in the timeline a space are cock. Some, something. There might be a space uh, groin. Killer AI. I yeah. would be sitting here like, why are why is Stark not in jail for creating Ultron? We my, my family died in Sokovia. You know, like there's all, like there's all, like they're literally half the time create the problems that they're dealing with. Not all the time, but half the time they create the problems. Can you imagine a civil war type scenario where it's like, uh oh, two of my favorite superheroes are fighting. So now here goes my fucking neighborhood. I could you imagine? I, I love that they dived into this with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Could you imagine being one of the people? that survived a winter soldier attack watching this man mercilessly gun down people and then cap being like okay but bucky's cool though because he was like mind controlled (laughs) and you're like well here's like not having the context for that like imagine like you don't you don't actually know that he's mind controlled right like you just you just have to take it on faith where someone says what i know that this man tore through this hotel and gunned down like all these innocent people but trust me he was mind controlled and you're like Sure. All I'm saying, Franz, it doesn't. Nothing makes sense anymore, because we exist in a world where the next two films, after a space head appears to the planet, 
are Spider-Man's journey through multiple realities and then Hawkeye's Christmas adventure. Those are the next two things. <laughs> Hawkeye <laughs> celebrates Christmas. There would be no holidays. The world would be, if a giant space head appeared, yeah. the world would be like, What do you do? No you go celebrate anymore. Christmas after that? I would be like, Christmas is a lie. All worship the space head. Like, are you kidding me? Crazy. Crazy that's where we're going after this. I like, they took it to 12. They were like, screw 11. Let's go to 12. Yeah, and now they, that we're at 12, everything else seems right. like it makes no sense. It's really weird. Yeah. I, I don't know what the future, like, I don't know how they're going to reel it back in. Uh, especially now that, like, there's also Thor. And I guess you could say Thor is probably on a cosmic level uh, at some point. Unless they're just going to wait till Guardians to, like, return to the, guard, the, the cosmic level, uh, which would even be wilder. Um, but yeah, it, the, the other thing that kind of breaks my mind, if we're talking about like how crazy the power levels, isn't Druig just like the strongest person now in the MCU, as long as it's not like an eternal or a cosmic being, cause he can just mind control him. Like, couldn't he just mind control? Any, and I guess maybe like Dr. Strange and Wanda can't do it because magic or some shit, but like. He also can't do the deviance, so this makes you question the extent of his control. Because otherwise, he could have just shut that whole fight down. I had that thought when, like, yeah, he can't do deviance, he, right? He yeah. Mind controls all the humans to like shotgun the the deviant. I was like, why wouldn't you mind control one deviant to kill the other two? So I I think it's established that there's like some people he can't mind control. I don't know what the rules for that are because he was talking about putting a celestial to sleep. So that was really confusing to me. Where I was like, why wouldn't you mind control a deviant and have it like stab itself in the face or something? Like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Yeah. Or mind control Icarus. Yeah. Because they show him, like, I, 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 I think there are some limits, but they don't make clear what it is. Where I was like, how is it you can attempt to put a celestial to sleep? And it looks like it's working prior to Icarus disrupting the ritual. It does look like it's working. Like you can't mind control Icarus. I I I think his powers have a, an extent, but I don't know what that extent is. Yeah, they didn't really can explore I, it. Can I take us back in time for a minute? Oh, Something just hit me that's crazy, and I don't. It's this is my existential dread now. I've I've just been hit by it. <clears throat> in Phase One, we're introduced to the Tesseract, which is the big like galactic level thing in phase one of of the marvel cinematic universe right right we are hinted about something bigger out there and we discover that the tesseract is in fact one of the infinity stones and over phase two and three it goes from being we're fighting on earth to now we're seeing some of the galaxy to now we're dealing with the infinity stones that were brought up in phase one that is our our scope has now increased we're at galactic level and we have the infinity gauntlet and we have the stones <clears throat> and that kind of thing yeah this phase has started <laughs> with the creation of galaxies a 7000 year trip through humanity and space god appearing to humans this is the first phase of the next 10 years of this cinematic universe yeah what the shit is gonna happen 10 years from now i i feel like they're gonna have to do a reset what is gonna happen like 
What is that? Well, we're already experimenting like? with alternate timelines too, so that could also be a thing. Where this is just one Earth, and there's another Earth. Part of me feels, yeah. Part of me, I'm starting to realize now that when it comes to the cosmic level of the MCU, I don't know if I. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like the comics where I just start to ignore certain aspects of it. Like I'll watch the movies and stuff, but I don't know if I enjoy the idea of the cosmic level <laughs> of like where we're at. It's a lot. Like it's a. It, what it does is this. Bronze has mentioned this numerous times over the course of the many episodes we've done. It makes all the Earth level shit look dumb. Yeah, the power. It's it's power level check. Hundred percent. Yeah, but like the power level of different. Like now that there is a dude who literally like teleports through space and time wherever he wants to go, it is even like one of the things that I always thought was funny. And this is shout out to Warcraft. It's a thing that happened. Um, literally, this is a plot line which I think basically WoW stole this from Marvel. But there's a space baby living in an egg in Warcraft, except the bad guy can't teleport. He has to slow walk through space to get there. So it takes him forever to find <laughs> right. the planet. Yeah, yeah. And so at least it explains why we're not immediately destroyed. This dude, like, pops into reality. Like, what up? I'm here. That is He's a the show me what level. you got. He always will be. Yes, there is no check on this man. He can be anywhere at any time shit that's it's too much that's too much yeah well let's talk about uh let's talk about those post-credit scenes because i think those are are interesting uh points talk about the first one how do you guys feel about harry styles being in uh being the the god of love (laughs) unabashedly love it unabashedly love it not sure how i feel about cg Patton oswald i thought that was a little like he also looked really bad like the cg yeah, on I'm him looked kind of yeah. rough yeah yeah i but i love uh, you know what it didn't hit me until the credits i was like oh shit that was harry styles and i don't know i just didn't think of it where i was like yeah i'm fine i'm fine with this yeah I, i'm okay with it being uh harry styles especially knowing like what his powers are uh, which are the idea that he can just make someone really into him. Uh, <laughs> he, he can kind of like have the the ability to just make a room enjoy his presence, essentially. Um, I don't know how that's going to work on like a, he, while also having flight and, and, you know, eternal level strength and all that type of shit as well. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm into that. Patton Oswalt is kind of weird. That also the character that Pat Oswalt uh, is playing is also a big character linked to Adam Warlock in the comics. Um, so I'm curious how that's going to work out. If uh, like Harry Styles will die or something um, so that it goes over to Adam Warlock. I'm not sure. It's a little strange, but I also don't know if that was a setup to Eternals 2. Like, are we going to go five or six years without seeing another Eternals um, for that storyline to continue? until 2024. Yeah, we're not going to get the movies are already defined. It's going to be at least three years, at least till we hear something. Yeah, or well, see something. We'll hear something. But here, here's another. I thing. don't know anything about Harry Styles other than who he is. My niece is obsessed with him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's a star. I've like power. actually never seen him in anything. Like I've seen him on Twitter because I don't live under a rock, but I've like never seen him in like a 
like anything. So I don't know what other movies he's done. Right. Uh, a lot of uh, movies Dunkirk. that are not. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dunkirk. but he's never I been that movie. He was fine. Here's he's never been a star power he's though. Killian he's not Murphy like no on he's, screen. I'm not noticing anyone else. He's star power cool. outside of movies. He's he's there to get like teens in the seats. Oh, is he just like famous from Instagram or something? No, he's a musician. He's a, like very oh, famous he musician. Made, he was he in One Direction, I think. Yeah, he's he's one of the ones from One Direction oh. that like blew up bigger. He's the Justin Timberlake uh, of One Direction. You've heard his music you without go. question. You've definitely okay. heard his music. Pro- probably. Old he plays. Man, uh, um, well, he played Watermelon Sugar High or whatever. You know that song? That's him. I think that's him. I've oh I've heard, I've like heard it in in passing, but I have taste, so not for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, he's also dating Olivia Wilde. That's right. So so we're talking about mall music. Uh no no like we're talking music. we're talking pop music for like top of like, pops. so mall music. Sure. Uh. Yeah. I, I mean, get. I, I guess. Don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't follow what... these boy bands, okay? I don't know any of them. I have not been into boy bands even when I was young. I was never into boy bands. Yeah. Except for BTS. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he, he's not. I feel like all of the terms you're using are degrading what he actually does. <laughs> like mall music. I, I'm not trying boy. to. I know. I know. I'm, I'm trying I'm not, to like I'm, think of a way that, that doesn't have that connotation well, towards it in my brain, even though you're not trying to do that. Well, it's one of those things where like I'm not listening to it. Right, like it's not music for Jesse, but it's definitely yeah. music for like young. A lot of people. Yeah, yes. I don't. I don't want to make insanely make, popular like, a generalized statement because I don't. I honestly don't know. But it's like one of those things where at a time I would have said Harry Styles is like the music seventeen-year-old girls listen to. Yes. But it's been long enough that those girls are probably twenty-three now. So it's like right. young twenty-something music. He, he's yeah. like the Justin Timberlake for the current generation, bro. That's what I'm saying. He's he's literally That's a great way to put it. The Justin Timberlake of One Direction. And he's, like, he's after a good they actor. Broke up, and, he's and the Dunkirk, guy. he was great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. I just I was MC. like, he looks the part. I love that they're leaning into the whole Eros and Thanatos thing. And yeah. Love and death are intertwined. I love that because. Yeah, I think it's super neat that they included it. It's actually an end credit that I was like, cool. I can't wait to see where this goes. It, Plus, you know. It, it, maybe they'll give something they'll give Thena something to do besides be like i'm crazy well, like okay cool that we're, was anyone else weirded out when they were just like makari's like wearing like a denim sweater and just like hanging out in a spaceship in the middle of space and that's I, like for some I've reason that didn't guardians yeah but in guardians it's like it's like alien clothes right I don't know how to describe it. It's not they're, a phase, JP. They 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 like grunge so, a lot. They're just like wearing normal Earth shit on like I don't. It was it was just weird to me. It's a me thing. I don't think it, it's anyone else's issue. Just see Makai oh hanging God, out in space. I'm not saying he's not famous. I'm just saying I don't know. I didn't know. I th- I saw he was a social media star. Yeah. I I don't like you. Don't always know why someone's famous. You just know that they're uh, like, you know, yeah. like if you ask young people today, they probably don't even know Kim Kardashian had a sex tape because she's oh, built know. her brand so no, far. They, I, above they, 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 probably that. Like, they probably know. Young Jesse, people? you know, Jesse, you know what I just realized? And this is only a me and Jesse conversation here, Bruns. I'm sorry. What? 
sorry, bronze. I don't know why. Yeah. But I just happening? realized that Yoshi P and bronze are the same people when it comes to comments and chat. What? You're right. You're right. It's just a me and Jesse conversation here. Bronx, let me give you some clarity. Yoshi okay. P, Lay it on me. The guy, the guy who's like, no, it's just very funny because he's the exact same movement. Yeah. Yoshi P, our Final Fantasy daddy, every time he does a live letter, this is what we were talking about on Friday. Every time he does a live letter, he'll say a bunch of stuff and then immediately go and just look and see what people are saying. And it's like, don't look, Yoshi P. Don't look, buddy. Don't look at it. You're just going to start talking to the chat. Don't do it. And he's like, so I see a lot of you talking about teleportation costs. <laughs> now, teleportation, you're like, we're going to be here all night. We're, this is never going to end. This is never. You weren't supposed to explain <laughs> it. This was supposed to be a Jesse and JP conversation. And we were going to yes, move on. Now you're like Amy, Jesse. And I don't know who oh, I am. you're right. I'm a right. I'm the producer. Now I'm over here like, you know, you should have good ear health and take care of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> now Bronze is real confused. That this is you know us what? Friday. Night. I won't explain this one. I'm not going to explain this one. Yeah, yeah. You can go watch our six hour vod for that should, one. Yeah, take care of your ears. Have good ear health. It's true. You got to have good ear health. You gotta, you gotta clean your ears. Do you clean your ears regularly, Bronze? Like not Q-tip yeah, do you, situation. Do you yeah. take care of your ears? Q-tips are. If bad. you take a photo of your ear, would your would the photo of your ear be like an attractive ear? Yeah. Square Enix wants photos yes. of your ear. They're, yeah, they're if big you have photos data. of your ear, would it be attractive? And like, just take care of it. You know, it's fine. Get in there. Wait, does everybody not n go get irrigated every four months? By the way, when you said irrigated, I love that. That is, I think that's a real thing. And a half. Do you also, uh, bronze? I brought the, I, I bought rather, not brought. I didn't bring the tool to the show. I bought that tool that they used in the the doctor. That yeah. shit is fucking legendary, man. Holy shit, it's godlike. You're brave enough to do it on yourself? Oh, 100%, man. I do that. Like, I try, I, they say not to do it that often, but like maybe once a month, I'll use that ear irrigation thing. It's fucking Oh, man, fantastic. I get, I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is so much. This is so scary. It's incredible. Maybe I should get one. Let me get one too. It's like Good. 20 bucks on Amazon. It saves you the 400 bucks for going to the doctor. Anyways, nah. ear health is important. It's important. No, All right. I like to I, let it kick. I don't know what ear health has to do with anything. I'm just gonna go with it. Just go with it. Do we have it any was, other thoughts? Look, it was a weird. Do we have any no. other thoughts on on Eternals? Because if not, we got to rank yes. this thing. Oh, okay. I we have got, one last on. thought. I've okay. got a couple. I think Jesse does too. Yeah, I mean, okay. let's, let's keep going. Normally, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I get really frustrated about the Indian character being the comedy guy. Yeah. Because like, I feel like. That's every role, whether it's Transformers, is like, oh my God, sir, you know, Deadpool. Like, it's always like this horrible, <laughs> fucking, horrible, horrible, horrible fucking trope of like, you know, here's the, here's the lead character and I am going to follow you around and you're going to laugh at me, ha ha ha. This movie fucking nailed it. Like, it nailed like what that's supposed to be like. It was so fucking authentic. It was so fucking authentic. And I love, don't explain to me that it's Pakistani. I'm half Pakistani. But I love oh, that, that, they, that they, this is how, this is how you're supposed to do it. Like it was done perfectly. It was done like just to perfection. It was done to perfection. Yeah. Like yeah. the character was hilarious. Because he was hilarious, not because he had an accent. 
You know, the valet's character existed beyond just being a a like a like a like a funny trope. And then the way the way they did Kingo's character was also like an homage to Bollywood cinema. So although the actor is Pakistani, the character was Indian. Um, if you don't get that nuance, that's okay. Leave it to the professionals. But it was so like him going through like the posters on the back where he talks about playing his like he he pretended to be his own great grandfather and stuff. Even the style of those posters each represented a different era of Bollywood cinema. And the names, even the Hindi on the posters was like correct. And so each and every part of it like was like this like perfect. I don't know. This like. It was like this perfect homage of like what it should be like. Even the jackets Kumail was wearing was like it was so like over the top and like extra and like very thisy in the way it was delivered. And I love that his character was like funny, but his character wasn't a joke. And I think that's that's an important distinction to make. His character is a funny character, but the character itself isn't a joke. Oh, and that's sure. I've... important. That's the thing they took across the entire movie. Because um, I noticed that as well when it came to most of the characters. Their funny bits had nothing to do with kind of like who they are, but with the situation they were in. And uh, there were, I was convinced that we were going to get like, oh, it's the dopey fat guy hanging out with the superheroes. He's going to be like, dope, 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 dope. They didn't <laughs> do that once. Um, yeah, they, they, again, there's like parts of this movie that are absolutely like that's that's awesome but there's other parts of the movie where you have to I genuinely question what the hell i was watching same here man and that's what's so crazy about this film because before we started bronson and i were talking like i don't know that i hated this but i certainly didn't like it i had but i can't say i disliked right it you. like i don't i don't know I, while driving home from the theater at 2 a.m last night i literally was like what do i say to everyone tomorrow because i don't know how i feel about this because i was so like, well, that occurred, right? <laughs> Here's what I think I this know. film was. I, I had this thought start immediately after I left the theater, and I didn't quite flesh it out, so this is a live fleshing out of this thought. I feel like this movie was like watching a dungeon master do their first campaign, and their characters start to break holes in their plot and the, it just gets more and more grandiose and larger in scale as it goes on until we have a giant fucking creature outside of Earth cause a black hole and disappear three people. And then the DM says, see you next time. And that's where we end. I feel like that's what this movie was. You know, JP, I had a mirror thought while watching the film. It, it, but it had it was parallel to yours. It was like this is why the DM asks you not to split the party. That was the <laughs> thought I kept having, where I was like, these they keep they keep poking holes in the like, well, why am I here? You know, like because because sometimes players, as a DM, sometimes players will do this fucking shit where they will write a character that has no reason to be in the plot. Yes, and then expect you as the DM to come up with the reason for them to be there. When the reality is in your session zero, you should have figured out why the fuck you want to be there. You know, you should have figured out why the fuck are you traveling with these people? Why the fuck do you care about this this mission you're going on together? This is what session zeros are for. 
every every once in a while you get a, a player that's like, oh, I'm mercenary. I don't really care about anything or anyone, and I eat people. You know, I'm a Malkavian. And then they're like, well, I don't know why I would be hanging. I don't even know why I'm here at this point. And everyone turns to them and they're like, I don't know why you're here either. And that happens at like multiple points in Eternals where they're like, I don't even know why I hang out with you guys anymore. And they're like, I don't know why you do either. And they're like, 500 years pass. (laughs) Yeah. And they keep doing it even after they get back together, like Icarus and everyone keeps like splitting off and leaving. And so you have these like disjointed scenes of one or two characters like off on the side, you know, having this like little bit together. And it, it just kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's several scenes where like one of the characters is like, I have to go outside to think or I need to step away and think or I make or I'm going to go into this desert area and think, you know, and it it disrupts the plot because half the time when they're doing it, it's when something else more interesting is happening. And we have to cut away from that to now like have the scene that feels weird. And with that and the time skipping, it does feel like a campaign where they're trying to force everyone's backstory in. Yeah. in in the first episode in episode one of the campaign yeah yeah (laughs) it's like you're like having this brave like okay so the party gets together and you decide to travel to egypt to recover your ship and one person's like my character sits and reflects on hiroshima and you're like what they reflect on the wrongdoings of their past and they start you notice that fastest has sat down on a rock and is no longer following the party and uh, someone says, well, do I notice this? Like, uh, roll perception. Okay, you, you do notice Fastos has, has, is left behind. Okay, I walk over to him and say, Fastos, brother, why are you not joining us in battle? And Fastos says, I'm now going to go into a 30-minute speech about my backstory. That doesn't feel at place here, but me as the player needed this time on camera because I realized I wasn't very present in the plot. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce this here so that I feel more important. And you're like, okay. Are you done? All right. We're going to go get the spaceship now. All right. Let's go. And it feels like that at multiple points. I agree. I agree. If we're using D&D analogies, I'd like to add another one. Something I've experienced numerous (laughs) times. Okay. Um, The DM of this movie was definitely trying to bone down with Cersei. (laughs) You think Chloe was was trying to bone with Cersei? All I'm saying is the DM was like... Oh, I'm going to make you the main character, even though this is an ensemble piece. We're going to spend a lot of time dealing with your backstory and your emotions and like what's going on with you. We're not going to flesh out your love interests. We're not going to flesh out anything like, but I really want to know more about you. Also, what are you doing after this? I'm, that's all I'm saying. It was like, yeah, no, let's get really deep into Cersei's character, but like not in like a way that matters in a totally superficial way. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time on you. Yeah. Because I'm interested in you. Like, that's what it, like, if we're well, back the, to the movie needs a main was. character. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, oh, I, I, let I me ask you definitely this. needed a main character, but that was not further. the main character. Don Lee and Selma Hayek were like, okay, we'll come, but only for one session. So even though they had probably the most interesting characters, they were killed yes. off because they just couldn't get them to yes. commit to the whole thing. It's like, it's going to be a weekly game, Dude. Salma, Don. This is a weekly game. And Don Lee's like, listen, I am a train to Busan legend. This character is really just going to be an homage to my role in that film where I punch the shit out of things with these gauntlets. I caught that. Because um, if you if you watch Train to Busan, I'm watching there that is literally a lot of later parallels. Today. Please don't spoil. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but you will see a lot of parallels between Don Lee's character. 
in both. But he's like, I'm going to play this homage to another character. Salma's like, I'm busy. Look at me. I'm Salma Hayek. Look, look at me. Look at my body. Look at how perfect I am. Look at how hot I am. You think I have time I to be her. in a weekly, we in a weekly her. D&D game? And they're like, okay, we'll kill you guys off in this session yeah. so that we can get on with the rest of the story. I do feel I was shocked that Salma Hayek died that fast. That was a thing where I was like, there's I no way she's dead. Yeah, I got a little bit upset. But can I, I do think those characters are coming back because at the end of the movie, they say that uh, all of the memory is like, transferred back to the oh, the world builder yeah, it's yeah. stored so i think that they could just recreate the eternals if they die i i want to add if we're going to continue with this D analogy i have to add that uh kid harrington was probably someone like my dad a first time D player <laughs> yeah yeah look, my, i'll never forget i'll never forget to the day i die i'll never forget this watching the first x-man movie with my mom and dad and my dad being super into it when it was like Professor X, like pulling at the gates and shit. He was like, oh, wow. And the minute they came out and were like, my name is Storm and I'm Wolverine. And I'm, he was like, this sucks. And got up and left. <laughs> so in my mind, Kit Harrington is the player who sits down and he's like, you're in London right now. It's like, oh, I'm going out on a date with this other character. And they're like, a monster appears in the water. And he's like, can I fight it? And like, no, you have no powers. What do I do? You got to run. Well, this sucks, and he never came back. He left, and then at the very end, he's like, hey, we'd love to have you in for the next session, like, for, for the next campaign. I'll give you a weapon if you want to be in it. And he's like, can it be a brooding black sword? Yes, it can. He's like, I'm in, baby! That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this whole thing's a D&D campaign off the rails. It's, it's totally called right. the Ebony Blade, right? That's the name of that sword? Yeah. Ebony yeah. Blade? Something Ebony like that, yeah. Blade, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what else? Like, okay, so... This just kind of makes me feel more vindicated in my initial kind of feeling about the film, which is that they ask a lot of interesting questions, but then never follow through or linger on any of them, or they pose a lot of interesting ideas, but never follow through. One of those that, not once again, not to poke holes in the plot, I was very fucking annoyed by is they're like, well, the way we survive every emergence is by being connected to the celestial, right? But when Cersei has that conference call with Arisham, they specifically show like millions of copies of them. Yeah, Did I misinterpret yeah. that scene? Like they show millions of copies of their shelves. So I was like, why is that there? If you guys survive the emergence, I just assumed y'all get nuked and get a new copy, a new factory reset. And now That's you're saying you too. survive it? Like, that just seems fucking weird. How do you get to where you need to go again if your ship has exploded as well? Like, what is that? Like, that to me felt like a huge plot hole where I was like, okay, so if you survive the emergence, why are there thousands of copies of you? And I understand that was just like a, a visual aid that Arisham was using, but he does kind of insinuate that, like, they've been destroyed before or maybe maybe i misinterpreted it but the way they visually present that scene to the audience makes it seem like you're just one of a million clones because you're an android and you have sentience you know you have achieved the singularity or whatever like you are self-aware but like it's just i don't know it just seemed weird to me that they show specifically their faces at least from what i could glean a thousand times over, like lined up, kind of like Star Wars, Clone Wars style. 
and then go on to explain how they survive every emergence. I was like, yo, I just had a, a crazy thought. I just had a crazy bonkers thought. Are you ready for this? Oh sure. my God. If bronze is correct and you know, they don't just like teleport back to another bonus body. Right. And they just, you know, they get pulled back. Their memories are pulled, they're reset, the factory wiped, and then they go back out. If that's the case, and they only have, like, the one body or whatever, do you think, because they mentioned Thor, they literally talk about Thor in this film, which I guess means that the Norse gods are from Asgard, but every other god throughout history is, like, one of the Eternals, I they, guess. You can't use gods in the same way that I think they mean it in the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, like... It's weird, it's weird worshipped deified beings from other worlds or whatever but the, the whole point being a villain coming up is literally a butcher of gods do you think the reason at the end of the movie we're like we haven't found any other eternals well they've been looking do you think they're all dead like this dude is going around murdering the hell because oh, they might were be his small lowercase line. g's yeah yeah that could be why like or is just going around slaying gods that like, would be dope That'd be pretty cool if, like, Zeus, who's going to be in the next film, uh, or the, in the next Thor film, is is an Eternal. That That's a great... Because Athena was yeah. an Eternal. Yeah. Yeah. And so if the Greek god, the Pantheon, are, you know, whatever... Because they can even say, like, oh, yeah, there's... Well, maybe Zeus is made up if they... You know, if it's an Earth thing. But it, by, by that logic, that would mean that all the Asgardian, like, Loki and Thor, then they are half Eternal. Or part eternal. I, I think they I think they could just be another highly advanced alien species that, you know, dealt with Earth in some way before. You know what I mean? Like they don't all the different pantheons of gods throughout history don't all have to be eternals. They can be other aliens or whatever that came along and did stuff. And like I mean that that can easily, easily happen. I'm I'm fascinated about It's a good point. Like I, I guess I'm curious where, now that you mentioned Zeus, I'm curious where Zeus fits in. Because if Thena is part of ancient Greece, Athens, et cetera, et cetera. Quote, unquote, Olympia, where they were supposed to be from. Yeah. Yeah. And Zeus is another eternal, let's say. I mean, maybe not. But let's say. And they have their memories wiped. How would they be able to tell stories of Zeus? Or did Zeus come up separately from, you know what I mean? So I don't know that he's an eternal. I feel like he's another thing. But either way, doesn't matter. I think it'd be a great plot point if Gore the God Butcher was running around murdering Eternals. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah, I'd be into that. would be cool. That would be cool. I, I, I don't know where we go. Uh, like the fact that we have Hawkeye coming up, exactly what Jesse said 30 minutes ago. Hawkeye's next, and then we got Spider-Man, and like we're supposed to just forget that the Eternals, all that shit just happened. Hawkeye is a Christmas like it is a Christmas movie in the vein of Die Hard basically yeah where it's like I don't know how that fits in if there's not a moment where they're like broadcasting from the giant head in the Pacific (laughs) what yeah I don't I mean I I guess in some way that's kind of how the comics are right like they have these street level stories and they have this cosmic level story uh I just didn't expect to be like, I didn't expect to be here that fast. <laughs> I just, now on, I just, I just want someone to do it. 
I just want someone to do an animation of like that guy, like, show me what you got. Yeah. <laughs> just like a big multi-eyed deity. Show me what you got. Yeah. yeah. What What did you say, Bronze? Um, I was saying. Wait, actually, actually, honestly, forgot. Okay, that's not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. Well, hey, let's uh, let's rank this thing. Let's figure out where this goes in the oh, list boy. of movies. Uh, and by the way, we have a uh, a new rankings page uh, in terms of the look. So shout out to uh, Barry. Can we and... set this up so viewers can rank it as well. Yeah, Barry and Zook for uh, making this little ranking page uh if you want to rank it yourself you can go to mcucrew.com slash rankings and log in uh and you can uh, have your own rankings but these are ours we don't have phase four just yet because there's only like three films right there but uh yeah where do we uh where do we think eternal should go in the 26 mcu films um i think we're I... already above iron I think we're already above. What are you about uh, to say? Iron Man three. We're already above Iron Man three. I think that's Dude. the that's the lowest that this will go for me, until we have issues. <laughs> you think Iron Man three is better? No, no. But at the same time, I if you told me put this film up against like. With the first hour of this film up against the first hour of Black Widow, I'd tell you I like the first hour of Black Widow better. Wait, but the first hour of Black Widow was... First hour of Black Widow is super fun. I love that. Oh, the wait, no, that was the fun garbage. part. The second half is garbage. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Hold on, Bronze, do you have like a brownie with icing on it? Or is that a cupcake? Either way, cupcake. why don't... Why are we not sharing? Yeah, you got to share with the class here, Bronze. What the I'm fuck? Sorry. We better send that shit over Postmate. I'll send you my address. Man, I saw that was like, <laughs> is that a holiday either either pumpkin themed or thanksgiving themed cupcake it might be of a fall sort. themed cupcake good i've never been more in love all right anyway what i was saying is um yeah i think the first hour i like black widow solo because the second hour is trash but that first hour is very good well this and isn't a black widow ranking this is eternals right but like <laughs> i don't know if if black widow is at 22 and you want Eternals at least at 19. Man, I don't know. Is it better or worse than Age of Ultron, I think is the key. Uh, here, here's, okay. I think that Eternals was Marvel and Chloe Zhao literally just screaming at each other for what they wanted to do with this film. And what we got was a two and a half hour compromise. <laughs> Cause I really feel like it was missing all of the like Marvel gusto that comes with it. We had inklings of it with uh, uh, Kumail's character and uh, the valet. I, I feel like that was like the Marvel uh, Marvelfication of Chloe Zhao's story. The rest of it was all just like Chloe Zhao. Uh, I and knew so, this was going to be weird when the first two minutes was a scrawl of text. Yeah, that was, it was, it was very, I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. So when that happened, I was, I was, I strapped very in. Very different like, oh, for a Marvel film. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Very different for a Marvel film. Yeah. Set the tone in a lot of ways. So with, with all that said, uh, like age of Ultron has that like Marvel dialogue, right? The like 
gonna crack a joke and and every other like five or six lines type deal not very uh super heavy on like the lore but still had a lot of like lore bits in it so i think age of ultron for me is better than the eternals which i uh, i can't believe i'm saying i mean god i agree i think it is but i also i mean like I would rather watch Iron Man 2 over this movie again. Because at least it's like Iron Man 2 is fun. It's insane. It doesn't make any damn sense. A man is upset about his bird 90% of the movie. But at least it's fun. Like this movie, it didn't like this. There were parts of it where it was not fun. It didn't have that Marvel. It didn't have the Marvel twist in it. It was like very boring dialogue the love story of this movie was equivalent to me of the love story of thor dark world where i'm like why is this happening i would say i would say it's worse because at least hemsworth and portman had some chemistry (laughs) and that is why i'm saying to you the first hour of black widow i kind of love that compared to the first hour of this movie yeah well i feel like the love story i Maybe I maybe I don't because now I'm hesitating to say it. But the love story was not the main point in Eternals, but I guess it kind of was. Like it was the catalyst for a lot of reasons. Yeah, is it going at the bottom? Are we putting this like twenty three to twenty six? I don't think it's worse than Incredible. An Incredible Hulk will always be the bottom for sure. Thor: yeah. Dark World will always be twenty four for sure, one hundred percent. But is Thor one better? no but it's man i don't think black widow i feel like i feel like eternals and black widow are eternals is like a chloe zhao movie black widow is a marvel movie if that makes sense but they are both like or or, sorry let me rephrase that i feel like thor the dark world is a kenneth uh however you say a kenneth movie Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, and Black Widow is an MCU movie, and Eternals is somehow if those two films had a baby. Ron's, jump in here. Yeah, you gotta, gotta, you gotta help us. Me and Jesse, you, you gotta give me some fodder. We're getting okay. nowhere. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the argument that it should be at 21 because a lot of times. When we talk about these films, we talk about, we always come back to like how important they are, the scope of the film and stuff like that. Black Widow had a narrower scope and still managed to flub it. Eternals had a much larger like task. The biggest task in in a lot of ways. It really did. It introduced not one, but like 12 characters, including the setup for Black Knight, Eros, an expansion on Thanos' backstory, uh, a little nod to Mahershala Ali at the end there, which I loved. Um, it had a lot more that it had to do in a shorter period of time. Black Widow had one fucking character and couldn't give, make me give a shit about her. So explain, you know, like, I, I don't think that that's fair. The scope of the film, the amount of time it had to cover. Um were there things I would have cut? Yes. Was the pacing all over the place? Yes. Were there things about the film I would change? Yes. But ultimately, I do think it had a, a lot more to do. And the fact that it somewhat does it and leaves it in a place where you can kind of launch off of, 
I think, yeah, Black Widow had a much narrower scope and story and still flubbed it. Same thing with Captain Marvel. You know? Well, I guess this goes back to what their Jake job was, saying was to earlier, establish Bronze. one character. And 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 in my opinion, in this film, there although they fail that they fail on that mark with other characters, like you can't say that you stepped away and you didn't feel invested or excited to see Druig again or Makari again or Gilgamesh again. Or and that's when you think about it, that's a feat. Like because to have that many characters on screen and still walk away and be like, yo, Thena's a badass. I can't wait to see Thena again. Like that's hard to do. That's very difficult. True. I, I, I guess I just took the family dynamics of Black Widow. Again, I'm not even talking about the second half of that movie. It doesn't matter to me at all. But the first half, I felt like they established at least a sisterly relationship between two people who are not really sisters. I thought was like a little bit better done. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I think the real question is, going back to what JP was saying earlier, he said, is it better or worse than Iron Man 3? And I think that is the question that I cannot answer. Because I, I mean, like, that's tough for me personally. I would love to know what you think, Bronze, because you're a big Iron Man fan. So, like. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have a lot of skin in the game. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what I would. Because I think it's definitely 20 and below. It's in that category. It's in there. I just don't I know don't if it's think better Iron than Man Iron Man 3, 3 is as bad as we <laughs> lambasted it. I mean, it has problems. It really does. I know I especially went off the handlebars about how much I hated everything to do with it because I love Iron Man and watching that movie was hard for me. Um, that being said, the with how both of these films fumbled the villain. Yeah. Iron Man 3 fumbled it so much that they had to apologize for it in a later fucking movie. They had to apologize for it in Shang-Chi. And give that poor actor another chance. That's how badly they fucked up the villain in Iron Man 3. The deviants in, in Eternals were about just as bad. They both, the in my opinion, were the villains. Yeah, they weren't even the villains. Like, it, it, was, it was weird. The, the final fight in both was disappointing to me. Like, I didn't, like, the, I, I wasn't a fan of either of those. Um, uh, well, I liked the choreography on Eternals a little more. I have to say Eternals is... Better than Iron Man 3. God, but Iron Man 3 is more entertaining to watch. That's the thing, Eternals man. is arguably the better film. I'm right there with you. Like, Eternals was... According to my own criteria that I laid out earlier about scope and all of that, Eternals would be the better film. And I'm sure people remind me, but like, Broads contradicts yourself three seconds. Like, yeah, because well, this is hard. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> According to my own criteria... Eternals is better than Iron Man 3, but in my heart, Iron Man 3 is the better film. So are we saying it's the new 20? Eternals is the new 20? I mean, I loved Kumail. I'm okay with that. Yeah, like there's and aspects of this movie that, that I loved as well. Dinner. Like having top, dinner top with 10 loved. Like if, if it was focused on Makari, Druig, uh, Kumail... Uh, like if, if Fastos, like if we got, if every other character was erased and like, oh, here are the four Eternals. Like I'd be like, oh, this be, this would be a. Mar I didn't feel like this was a Marvel movie. I think is ultimately what I've decided upon. Eternals is the least Marvel movie of it's Marvel DC movies. Shit, they keep even referencing DC stuff in the movie. You're a hundred percent right. 
You are. This is actually the most DC Marvel movie of all yeah. time. Yeah, you are totally right. Yeah, boring ass Even- dialogue with zero like interesting bits. With like no Marvel twist to it, like what they've done. Literal Superman is in this movie. Yeah, Eternals gave me more moments that I that I really enjoyed and loved. Like it gave me a lot that I was like, you could have cut this, you could have cut this. The pacing's all over the place here, but it did give me overall more moments that I was like, oh, like that was really cool. Like I love when they're in the jet. I love when um, uh, Sprite puts the onesie on Gilgamesh and names it Gilgamesh. And like, I love seeing like when they're all together being a messy family, I think they beat black widow in that regard. Like that's why I was so mad. They kept splitting them. They kept splitting the party. Cause when they're all together, they feel like a real family. They get along, they fight, they argue, they, you know, but they feel very real up until like that scene where they leave uh, the Aztec or the, the, was it the Mayans? I don't want to misspeak to die basically in the inquisition. Up until that point, I loved seeing them together. And then when I see them together and again, like every time I see them talk to each other and interplay with each other, it's great. But like, it's like they wouldn't let that happen in the film. They kept finding reasons to split them up. And that was really annoying. Yeah. But it had more moments that I found legitimately like exciting to watch. I would have like, let me pitch you an alt version of this movie that I think would have been fun, but I don't (laughs) know how I would end it. But like, if they would have just given us a story of them arriving to earth them influencing Mm. cultures and peoples and then their story comes to a head where they split and you see like all the troubles in in their family like they're a great family there's some like problems along the way throughout history the comic story yeah and then (laughs) thanos shows up and they're like we need to help oh no we can't help and that like breaks them as a union and then they can have sort of like a oh, this is where we end up afterwards. Like that kind of, I don't know how I would end it, but I feel like not showing them throughout history doing the things and like building on their relationship and only giving us little flashbacks. The flashbacks were a detriment to the movie at times. Yeah. Like you were talking about earlier. Well, imagine if we had lead into the Hiroshima moment of like Fastos actually having internal conflict of like, if I help them, this is not going to go well. No, I think I think having him as a character where in the beginning he's trying to give Mesopotamians steam technology shows his character. Like, he wants to help so much. And if they would have just followed that plot line through of, like, him always trying to give people something a little bit better than what they can handle. And then with guns, for example, them being like, look what you did, dude. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, my bad. But then, like, it resulting in him causing a, a, a nuke to go off. And him finally seeing, like, oh, shit. And then, like, a change in his character, like, Bronze wanted, where at the end he would be like, F these people. Would have been so, like, well-deserved as a character arc. There's just so much going on, and none of it pays off in any fun sort of way. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a tough movie to make. There's so many nods to, like, great things, too, that don't happen. Like, yes, I would have loved to have seen what happened between Sprite and Kingo. Because it's very clear at one point they were very close. And she says, like, why'd you leave me? And he's like, because I got tired of moving. That, I wanted to see that. Like, having them recap it isn't the same. Like, but it's very clear. Kingo tried to keep the family together a little bit longer than other people did. Like, he traveled with Sprite for some time. And then, like, her talking about, like, 
showing that scene of her dancing with Ajax and Ajax being like, maybe you should go check on Cersei because she realizes that like Sprite is lonely since Kingo abandoned her. That would have made me give a shit about Sprite because in the comic yeah. books, Sprite's character is like very chaotic, kind of evil, like, but also all over the place because she's the one who keeps evading getting her memories erased the way the other Eternals do. So it's literally like a million year old, like 13 year old or something like that. And they had callbacks to that. Even when Kingo says like, oh, like you're Peter Pan in the comic books. Sprite is Peter Pan. Like that, that that's who that character is. Like that's who those stories were based off of. So they have all these like cute nods to things like in the comics and they talk about some of that, but we never see it. So we just have to kind of take it on on their word. But that doesn't help the audience get invested. If you just hear that Kingo betrayed Sprite and maybe that's why she's so shitty at the end of the film. You're just like you just hear that he betrayed Sprite or left her behind. There's also a weird line in there where he says to her something like, it's hard to be with you looking like you do or something like that, where the reason why they kept moving is, yeah, because she's like a kid. It's weird to have like a kid forever kid hang out with you as like your friend. And so, yeah, because Kingo can probably live someplace for 20 years and then pretend to be his own dad. But like a kid, that's a lot harder to hide. It's a lot harder to cover like a kid that doesn't grow up. Yeah. Like, look, Paul Rudd could be an eternal and we would be like, wow, Paul Rudd is aging really well. Oh, my gosh, guys. I think Paul like, Rudd is need... an eternal, actually. Yeah, yeah. like drop drop the skin routine, King. But let's be real. If Paul Rudd was 11 and not aging, we would be like, that's a vampire. That's a fucking vampire. Like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, so Kingo is able to blend specifically because he's older. So people will probably just say, oh, he's keeping very well. Like, he could probably hide for decades before having to come up with an elaborate story or age himself using makeup or something. But Sprite, you notice within three or four years, because you're like, why are you hitting puberty? Why aren't you? Yeah. Which makes sense for her to so, have the illusionary power, right? But yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, for Kingo, that was a problem, because he wants to- I want to take back what that. I said. Well, I want to take, at the beginning, I said it was weird that Kit Harrington was like, oh, yeah, you're like an eternal or whatever. Like, I'm cool with that. I take everything. About it. I said that was weird. I said it was like a strange thing, but I take it all back. If Paul Rudd were to tell me tomorrow I'm an eternal being, I would be like, oh, yeah, that checks out. So I, <laughs> yeah. take it I wouldn't be at all like, what? You're from another. I'd be like, yeah, no, we all kind of figured for real, though. Yeah. So I take it all back. You're totally right. It seems like a thing I would be like totally natural with. Well, like, yeah. within the context, you and Keanu, of course, even yeah. more so within the context of the world where they live, right? I think that would be a normal thing. I it's yeah. it's so funny. Uh, this has nothing to do with the rankings or really anything, but I always think back to that Falcon and Winter Soldier line where they're like uh, wizards, aliens, or gods or whatever. When he's talking to, <laughs> when he's talking to him right before they get on the plane, it's applicable mm-hmm. in every single one of these movies. <laughs> it's so robots yeah the big three it's uh wizards aliens or robots 100 percent. also here's another thing that i think was crazy at the tva and loki can an eternal pass through the robot checker that he passes through in the first episode dude the it wouldn't fit what do you mean 
like, like an eternal, not a not a not a celestial, oh, not a celestial? an eternal oh. because they're robots. Eternal. They're like synthetic yeah, androids. Are they though, bro? Are I don't know. That's that's where my mind immediately went. Was like, wait, could they? Are they though, bro? Could they pass through there? Are they though, bro? Can an eternal oh. be out of place, or is that some weird like celestial? Also, Can is robots the, love, dude? Is the TVA like who's who's more powerful, the TVA or the celestial? Or are they just completely different entities that go on their own way? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. That's where my mind went. Anyways, we got to rank this damn movie. Are we putting it at 20? 20 is the place. Yes. What goes up? Are they? Are they, bro? I think it's under <laughs> Iron Man 3. I think it's I think it's a, 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 it's under Iron Man 3. Wait. Oh, oh, Rhett, uh, Barry, you have to change this. Okay, I get it. So we thinking it's like there? No, I think it's it's under it. Twenty one. So it's twenty one. Yeah, that's what I think. But that's me. I think Iron Man three. At least it's it's something I've seen more than once. I'm not sure if I'm going to go back into Eternals and watch it again. I don't know I, if I have. I like, I, there's some I, movies I'm not going to go back and see. I think I am just watch. to understand the world forge better because yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like opinion is split because I just assumed people are saying, well, that was to prove that there's other eternal. I thought that was to prove that they could be remade. I'm just assuming that they tried to establish canonically that at any point in time they can remake any of the eternals, but it seems like, so I'm going to rewatch and get my facts straight on that. But I think, um, I'm going to have to rewatch like, it hundred percent. Cause I had a burrito that had shrimp cheese. Beans and rice. <laughs> so and I got like, I was shitting it. myself in the middle of the movie. <laughs> My stomach was attacking me, so I have to rewatch it because I had cramps at the most pivotal story point. Correct. Correct. It was like Attack on Titan, but in my stomach. That's what was happening. <laughs> Did you watch that scene? Where they show like the emergence and everything exploding, and you're like, "Oh God, this doesn't help." <laughs> I I was uh you know I was about to be the the birthplace of a celestial, if you know what I'm saying. You <laughs> you're about to have a celestial pop out your butthole, is that what I'm saying? And and I'm not show so literal. God. <laughs> in a not so literal way. Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, it's Eternal the twenty first movie are we all good with that bronze forever 21 yeah yeah no i am if if one of you were you're not going to if one of you were to argue that it should be lower on this list i wouldn't disagree no i would argue for maybe 20 but not lower for me i think this could go as low as 23 for me i think captain marvel's better yeah, but I'm okay with where it's at. It doesn't bother me too much. Captain Marvel had that had the Marvel like dialogue that was like snappy and fun and whatnot. This movie just didn't have that shit until like it did certain a characters spoke. And those characters didn't have that much screen time, unfortunately. But I'm okay with it being twenty one. All right. That's the list. Man, we had a character who made beer out of his own spit, and that dude died. That sucks. 
That sucks. Yes. That guy was so cool. Yeah. That guy was great. What a great character. And they were like, I'm yeah, a Gilgamesh no, I think he's coming back. 100% he's coming back. He has to. He's he great. was so cool. Yeah. yeah. He was great. I'm that scene him. where he fights Dina and then like slams her in the ground. So, so cool. He's so cool. I loved all of that. I thought that was great. And then, yeah, I loved him being like a great cook too, which I thought was hilarious. I loved all of it. And they were like, this dude's going to get punked by tentacles. I was like, boo, tentacles, boo. Did anybody else's heart break when he drops the pie on the floor? That was I... the most, most emotional scene to me when he's like, you guys want to try my pie? And they're like, Ajax dead. I was like, who does this to their friend? Who says this like that? Like, you should say, Gilgamesh, like, sit down. Like, instead, they're like, Ajax dead. And then he drops the pie on the floor and looks utterly crushed and, like, crushes the cast iron pan. I was like, you're horrible friends. This is not how you should tell someone that someone died. It's a horrible way to break the news to someone. He just dropped his pie on the floor, you assholes. I loved that scene because when he, the pie came down halfway, I was like, the pie's just going to hang in the pan like that? And the top slid off, and I was like... It was, good. It was very comedic timing. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. for a sad scene, that is a great goof. Yeah. We just went... I was like, oh, I love it. Yeah, um, sucks. There were some great characters, and they like, some Hayek's character, I'm sure she would have been a ton of fun to get to know. We don't know who that person is. We never truly met her character. I think, I think she'll be back. With photos of her in a cowboy hat. Do you remember that? She was in the movie. Oh, that, one, that was one that scene. Was I know, for, scene. Like, one... for like one second. I was so, you don't understand how angry I was. I was like, I thought we were going to see her like on a horse, you know, like riding on her ranch and like being think, a celestial think... and being like, I retired from that life. And then being like, hey, Jack, we need you. And her being like, well, all right then, you know. And instead, they show her beautiful ass, her just in, fitting so right in them jeans. And then that stupid fuck throws her off a fucking cliff. I was like, this is, this is why you dressed her up like that? Hmm? <laughs> this is what you are wanting to do? She'll be back. Like, she didn't even put up a fight. I was like, she should be slapping him right now. That's what she should be kicking like, his ass in with those cowboy boots. So angry. She's going to why... great value Homelander? That's what I'm saying. He I don't understand Homelander? why she was accepting of it. She was like, well, I guess this is how you kick my ass. Like what, lady? She'll be crazy. back. Crazy. I like that she grabbed a gun too. I thought that was also like real silly. Did she grab a gun or a shovel to fight the wolves, the deviant wolves? I forget. A gun. It was a, okay. Yeah, it, was it was a, a gun, gun from the leftover people that the wolves had already. Because yeah, yeah. apparently she name. has no power except the power to heal herself. Yeah. Why wouldn't she do the same thing that the deviant version of her was doing, which is like fighting, getting his ass kicked, and being like, "You can't even kill me. Give up, bro." Why didn't she do that? It's weird. I will say this. I will say this about the movie. I don't know what, and we'll probably never know what the arguments were between Marvel and Chloe Zhao in terms of how they wanted to do this movie. But in the scene where they go to Druig's like plantation, fucking weird thing in the middle of the jungle, there's a practical effect where one of the deviants slams into the building and the building like smashes down on the front and there's an explosion. That was the first time, I think, in a Marvel movie where I've been like, wow, they didn't use CG because it, it looked fucking real and it was practical. I'm hoping that moment was practical and they're just not that good at CG yet. Um, 
But that was one of those things where it's like, man, I wish we got to see more of that. I really, I really hope we get to see a little bit more yeah. of those type of effects. That like, that was fun. Effect where they like make stuff with their hands was, cr- I don't know how they do that. <laughs> I still can't figure it out. Yeah, that one's cool. That's also cool. When, they, when the glowy armor shows up, like how do they do that practically? It was yeah, crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, nanotechnology. I, the more I think about it, the more I like that was definitely something that bothered me was like Ajax died so quickly. Like I could understand her dying to like, or deviant in the first like that. 30 minutes of the movie she was dead right but like like when he throws her in that pit i understand her losing to like four or five of them and maybe killing one of them because it's established that all of them hunt these deviants together but when she dies like instantaneously basically i was like how did you survive for this thousands of years like would like how would you say you've survived all these emergencies like you couldn't even kill one of them before they took you out like you would think that like it why would you create a something that is meant to hunt these things and then only give them the power to heal? Like wouldn't she have strength as well? Like I get that she's not gonna fly. I think and have all laser the eternals eyes, have some like, sort of strength. She would have strength, right? Yeah. Like at a minimum. Yeah. Like she's meant to hunt these things. How can she be a purely healing character? It's like a bad D D class. Like, oh, she just she doesn't she only has spell slots and all of them are for you know, healing word. I'm like, well, uh, well, what about like you? You're telling me she doesn't have anything up her sleeve, and they hint at it like when she puts her hands around Dina's head and is like trying to like calm her. And I was like, Ooh, what's that? What like does she have? Like, what is what is this that she's doing? This is interesting. But then like you never really see that again. So I was like, I expected her to go down there and like at least kill. Three of them, especially when they showed the number of deviants down there that had like emerged from the melting ice. I was like, oh, yeah, like she's probably going to kill. We're going to get this epic scene finally of Ajax killing like three of them. But there's just too many. Yeah. And they're like, nope, she shoots one with a shotgun and then dies. And I was like. What? <laughs> so it goes sometimes, I suppose. I think that's a good summation of the film. I, I definitely made that face a lot. Aaron actually had to tell me to stop making that face during the movie. because <laughs> Like something would happen on screen. I'd be like, she's like, stop, stop. You're running the movie. Stop. Stop it. Anyways, uh, that's that. Those are our thoughts on Eternals. I'm turning the spoiler tags off. No more spoilers. There was this uh, tweet, though, from James Gunn, which I think is kind of cool. They started uh, production on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 today, which we spoke about. Uh, but it it is kind of crazy to consider the fact that this man was literally fired from Disney uh, for being canceled on the, on the internet. And now he's back. He's doing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And here's a shot of all the Who's Guardians. In Who's in this photo? It's all the Guardians. Chris Pratt, Zoe. That's Drax. That's uh, Will Poulter. Uh, oh yeah, I see him. Mantis. Look at these goobers. That's yeah. uh, that's the Rat Man. Uh, from uh, <laughs> that's his brother. Was it Sean? Sean Gun? I think Sean Gun. Yeah, it's good. It's a good photo. That movie's got to be wild. One could assume. Why don't I have a brother that's like a Hollywood director? He puts his he puts all of his families in the films. Remember we talked about Howard him like killing his his mom and dad in one of those films or some. I think it's Suicide oh, Squad. Yeah. I think he, uh, oh, this is Mantis. Who is this then, chat? 
I don't know who. That's what's her face. That's a uh, 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 Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. Then who is this? Wait, that's Amy Pond. Name. What? Yeah, it's just her. Not sure. doll. I'm sorry, I cannot remember her Car- name. Karen Amy Gillian. Pond. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. That doesn't look like her. Maybe that's just a. It's a weird photo. Ex- maybe the exposure is too high or something because it doesn't look like her at all. Anyways, that's in production now, so we'll see where that uh, that lands. I think that's going to do it for the show. I think we're done. I think we're wrapping it up. That's Eternals. Hey, I feel like we kind of nailed uh, what Eternals is going to be. If you go back and watch the uh, previous episodes, it was a lot of film with a lot of shit in it, and they didn't necessarily land the uh, land it. They didn't make a landing at all. They kind of just like smashed against the wall with a shit ton of ideas and characters. I feel like that's that movie. In two and a half hours. Do you think Chloe Zhao gets invited back to do another movie? I don't know how I feel. I mean, I hope so, because sometimes it takes your it takes time to like find your pace with these things or to find your feet. Does that make sense? Like I I think she should. I don't know if she will, but I think she should because yeah. I think great directors are capable of making bad films and directors that have maybe fumbled a film. Like directing Marvel movies, I assume, is very different than directing like your average film because you're working in such strong constraints. Like you're so limited on your vision and how you can employ it because you are making a product that is one of, what did we just say? 26, you know, 27 now. And that makes it hard because you have to alter everything to think about the future, to think about, to honor like the canon that came before you and make sure everything makes sense, you know, in that regard. And also stylistically, you have to hold back a lot because, you know, like you can't have Guy Ritchie direct a Marvel film and expect it to be like Snatch or Lockstock because that's not what we are expecting from Marvel films. Right. Um, we're seeing them push that envelope a little bit with Shang-Chi and Eternals. They're not always going to land and be as amazing as as like some of the other movies were, because that's very hard to do. But there's plenty of directors who have totally fucked up and, and still gotten chances to do stuff. So I just don't think it's fair to be like, oh, well, she should <clears throat> never get another shot because this movie oh, is less than perfect. The you question know? was more not along the lines of like should Marvel rehire her, but should like would and should she make another movie? Like, would you go see Eternals two directed by Chloe Zhao? Yeah. Okay. I mean, help! It, it did well. It's the fourth highest earning movie of the year, so I'm sure she's going to get another yeah. Go, uh, take at it. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't know that any of it matters if it's making money. It did right? well. Like, yeah, commercially. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's that. Uh, I already asked Jesse this. He said no uh, before the uh, the show started. Bronson, did you watch uh, Arcane yet? No. Is it good? You should watch Arcane. I've been watching Worlds and I've been playing League, so here's, I'm in here's the right the mindset. And th- this is this is not hyperbolic at all. It is the best video game to movie slash TV uh, ad- adaptation ever, without question. Yeah. It transcends that, and that's even a shitty. I think that even sets the bar too low. <laughs> like it's 
it's up there it's fantastic i mean it's really good when you have unlimited dollars you can make the best thing ever which is always a problem for me because i'm like if you have all the money in the world why aren't you making perfect stuff all the time you just throw money at it till it's good which is clearly what happened here which is why i'm always shocked when movie studios are like whatever just put it out i'm like you could just make it good (coughs) yeah all right let's do some shout outs call it a show bronze what do you got going on where can people check you out what are you doing this week um hi hello i'm that bronze girl i stream six days a week on twitch.tv slash that bronze girl the trailer for my new D show just dropped Ooh. um yeah you can check it out uh it's it's being brought to you by D beyond that's why i was in la for a week um but yeah i'm the dm of a six episode miniseries that airs weekly it's got a great cast we've got uh Abria Iyengar, Josephine McAdam, Erica Ishii, Emma Fife, uh, Ify Wadaway, and Brennan Lee Mulligan. And I'm the DM, so um, you can check that out. The trailer just dropped, and then the show airs on the 12th. So, yeah, other than that, I'll just be streaming and dreaming. I think I'm going to check out the, the card game by Riot today. Oh, nice. Uh, because... I, I've been playing a lot of League of Legends, and I am kind of curious to try out. Uh, is it Rune Terra? Legends, Legends of Rune Terra. I might play some of that today because I love card games, and I've been having like a Magic the Gathering itch. So, okay. ask me. You can follow me on Twitch and Twitter. Jesse, what's going on with you? Well, uh, hey, uh, I was in LA for a week doing my own D and D show. Um, it's not sanctioned by actual D and D. Uh, it's called Ugly Dudes Playing D and D. The show. It's very contrary to everything else that happens in D and D these days. Dudes and ugly. Just, Dudes and ugly. Yeah, it's just incredibly attractive people playing D and D. My show is called Ugo Ugo D and D, where it's uh, it's everyone like hunchback and like the unfuckables. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Ugo and unfuckable is the name of my D and D show. And yeah, it's gonna be great. I hope you all tune into it. I am the DM. Uh, and we are literally in a dungeon. It's, it's, and it's, it's really awkward. And yeah, it's truly just a terrible show. I hope you all tune in. Uh, no, I'm doing nothing of that sort. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to get stuff done before, uh, the holiday season approaches. I can't talk about what's happening. Look, I love y'all. Things are happening, and one day I'll be able to tell you, and it'll be great. And if I don't talk about it, because it didn't happen. So it fell through. <clears throat> that's what happens in my life. That's what the world is like, man. That's true. That's what our industry is like. It's like, yeah, something cool could happen. And if it doesn't, well, you'll never hear about it. So, yeah, yeah, that's my life. But also, what's up, D&D, you cowards? Hire me. Let's Get make em. a show of all, call it the unfuckables. And you know, <laughs> D&D loves saying the word fuck. So, like, it's fine. Yeah. And it'll just be like a bunch of, like, goobers you know what i mean like a little they're like a little angry about it too we all get together all their characters like definitely want to bang the barmaid can you get that guy from dm's gonna let it happen can you get that guy from the uh the pipe video that we were watching on friday the the dancer the guy just like trolling through the forest can he be the lead character Yes, fuck yes. That guy's in. That's all my characters are taken from that. From that Every video? Character, 
Yeah, <laughs> the creepy guy with the hair. Yeah, like he's the bad guy. Gonna bang that he's the man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my show. All I'm saying is, stop being cowards, D. <laughs> stop being go. cowards. Let's do this. Fantastic. Uh, hey, when does Hawkeye start? Is that the twenty first December? Right? No, that's this month. It, it was coming out the same time as I think it's the twenty third. It was the same day as, uh, or maybe it's the nineteenth, twenty fourth. It's it was the same week as Endwalker originally. Ah, and so that got no delayed. More. Yeah, so not anymore. So November eighteenth says uh, Projected Monkey. That makes sense. So Thursday, yeah. So not next week, but the week after that, we'll be talking uh, Hawkeye every single week. So we got content. Yay! Um, so next week, I'm totally allowed to come and talk about Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye, right? Like prior to the show yeah talk let's, about let's, let's do that let's do a, a I love promo when we do predictions and we're right that's what let's do it right. next week we'll do a prediction show as well as a news show we'll see where that goes no it's the 24th and eh, we could still do a prediction show that's fine i'm gonna bring a turban and a crystal ball okay there you go i'm gonna bring like we can have hotelagar bronzagon we can have Madam Bronze peers oh into the future. It's a character Madam theme Bronze. show next week. Madam, Madam why, do you, why does she sound like <laughs> Madam Bronze peers <laughs> into the future? Why do you sound like that? Because that's her bit. Anyone, anyone oh, that's see. good at seeing into the future has that voice. Yeah. Your future. Except, see, you get it. Yes. That's 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 Madam Jesse. Yeah. Oh, also, if that new Spider-Man trailer does drop tonight, I'll make sure to uh, corral these two into doing a video, and we'll watch it together for the first time. So, always excited for that. Look forward to that stuff. Uh, for now, we're getting out of here. Thanks for watching the MCU crew. We'll be back next Monday, as we always are, at uh, noon Eastern. We'll see you guys then. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. -bye. Bye.